Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about the Golgi Keith film pick of the week from 1982, Trick or Treats, directed by Gary Graver. So we got a lot to talk about. It is a spooky season, so we're once again kicking it off with a Halloween-themed movie. I'm excited to talk about it a little later on in the show, but of course... We're joined by the man who picked this film for tonight, the Goldie Keith. I am I want to play magician games and things like that because, you know, I'm definitely not an American kid, but I'm going to act like I am the entire time. Um, you know what? Again, from, from the, the bottom of my heart, I'm just going to tell all of you guys right now, I'm sorry. And, uh, yeah. I, hey, let's, well, yeah. we'll get to it. Welcome to Talking <laughs> I said it last week when it was announced. I was like, I have no words. I've seen this movie. Let's just go with it. <laughs> so we're going to talk about it a little later on and find out what a little fat uh, meatloaf is, is doing, terrorizing a girl. <laughs> hey, wait, show me your dicks. No, stop it with the shenanigans. But we'll get there you know, a little later on in the episode. Uh, and, of course, we're joined by the psychotic Simeon, the man monkey, the prince of Moore's Day. Yes, get funky with the monkey. Yes, King, it is week two of Sharktober, Fright fans, and we're getting funky with the tricks and the treats here on Talking Terror, everyone's favorite horror podcast in all of the bloody land. Just remember that if you can't catch us live every Wednesday night from 9 to 11, you can always catch us and any of our many, many, many damn episodes on Spotify and iTunes. And all of you boys and ghouls out there, remember to like and subscribe to Talking Terror on Facebook and Instagram, baby. What's up, Fright family? Ah, okay. Great to have you back, as always. And of course, that's a cool have an episode. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, you know what? I took it and I ran with it because we Damn. also have one more host joining us: the very astute, the very educated, the very opinionated demonic dean. Everybody, all of those things and more, as we are here in the midst of the Halloween season. Uh, so much excitement surrounding. Uh, that word these days, uh, I believe, uh, King of Horror, you just had an opportunity to see the original 1978 Halloween in the movie theater. Is that correct, sir? I did. Monday at 5.40, I got to see the original Halloween in the theater. I sent you guys a couple screenshots of the screen. Oh, man, what a fucking great time. My third time seeing it in the theater never gets old. And I had the whole theater to myself, so I just hung out. I was having a great time. You know, the sound quality wasn't that great, unfortunately, in my theater. I hope it's better for you guys, but in my Regal, yeah, the sound quality was just very poor. Like, you couldn't get those nice John Carpenter stings that you want when Michael shows up. I was like, ah, I almost wanted to complain. But I was seeing Halloween in the theater, and I'm going to see Halloween ends tomorrow night at 5 o'clock to round it out. So it's going to be good, boys. As good as very well tomorrow night. 
yeah, on on that note, our our very own uh, ghoul, the uh, the the talking terror host who has uh, so kindly chosen the film we're discussing this evening for us, is also tomorrow getting an opportunity uh, to not only see the original 1978 Halloween along with myself, who is also in a different location seeing the original 1978 Halloween in the theater tomorrow, but the ghoul is also getting an opportunity to do a back-to-back double feature and seeing Halloween ends tomorrow after 1978. Is that correct, no, that is that is very very correct. You know, yes, I'm I'm hitting a five. Oh, that is so cool. Uh, of yeah, Halloween baby. 1978 at the Regal Theater. Uh, then I'm going to dive out, shoot home real quick, grab uh, grab the little monster, and uh, and we're going to plow up to New Brunswick for a nine o'clock showing of Halloween Ends on IMAX. So we're talking all the Whoa. big screen, all the big sound. The entirety oh, yeah. of, of, of what this should be, uh, I'm looking at it as the full bookend. You know, I want to see where it starts, yep. and I want to see where it ends, for at least for now. So, you know, because I'm, you know, we, we know our opinions on, on whether or not this series really is going to end. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. I don't think it's going to end. I, don't, I think uh, the Blumhouse story of Halloween is going to end tomorrow and this weekend, obviously, but I don't think Michael Myers is going anywhere. You know, this movie is going to make money. Uh, the rights revert back to uh, uh, Malik Akkad, Mustafa Akkad's son. So you know he's not going to stop. You know, especially if this movie makes money. He's going to be, that's all right. Mm-hmm. We're just going to fucking go in a new direction. We'll, we'll bring Michael back. But, so, you know, but I think it might be the end. Yeah, good. But uh, the end as far it, it very well could be the end as far as the, uh, the Laurie Strode storyline, at oh, least yeah. as it pertains yeah. to yes. Jamie Lee Curtis his involvement. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I know that she was just making some publicity rounds and, um, you know, she had pretty much said like, that's a wrap for her and Laurie Strode. Uh, obviously, yeah. you know, if the, if the big fucking checkbook comes calling in a few years, who the fuck knows? But anyway, we don't even know what's going to happen <laughs> or how tomorrow is going to turn out. But anyway, uh, you know, I have said, and I'll say again, uh, me, myself, I am seeing Halloween 78 uh, tomorrow. Very excited. And I am yeah. not, uh, unfortunately, due to the way the times are all working, uh, I am not going to have the opportunity to see Halloween Ends uh, tomorrow after I see the original, but I am definitely seeing it on Friday. And what I'm super excited about is that unlike Halloween 2018 and unlike Halloween, uh, uh, Halloween uh, Kills from 2021, uh, Halloween Ends is going... Yes, so it, will, it maybe will be dying on Friday night, but it also uh, is going to be dying at the theater uh, right near my house that I can just walk over to uh, where Halloween and Halloween Kills uh, did not play. So Halloween Ends is playing right down the street from my house. Uh, I will be able to get home from work, uh, take care of my dog because uh, my wife is going to be away for a few days, and uh, then I can walk over, and I will be catching the 4.15 showing of Halloween Ends on Friday afternoon. I'm very excited. All right. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited that you guys are going to see it on the big screen. It's definitely worth it. But, you know, I said it in the group chat. I just want to put it out there because we're talking about Halloween. I, I, I honestly had a laugh in the theater because I never really thought about it. But at the end of Halloween – Loomis is outside the Myers house like all night waiting for Michael to show up and he doesn't. And then he just turns slightly to his left and he goes, Oh my God, there's a station wagon. 
Like, it's a block away. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden. I know, right? Brackett, Brackett shows up, and he's like, where are you being? They're looking for you. He's like, I found the car three blocks down. We have to be looking for Michael. I'm like, you should be standing right in front of the Wallace house at this moment. You don't hear the screams coming from the house? You know, Lori and the kids? No, he just strolls up, and the kids run out and run. Oh, my God, no! And he's like, there it is. That's the house. I was like, dude, you're like not even three blocks away. <laughs> so weird. And I was like, I really started to think about it. And I was like, he was legit three blocks away. Like, he could have seen Michael carrying Annie's body in and out. I was like, that's weird. But I'm going to ignore that. Yeah, but, I, mean, a drunk girl. I mean, I don't know. Like, we grew up in the suburbs. You know what I'm saying? So three blocks is three blocks. It's a, it's a good couple of streets down. You know, you might see, maybe you see movement down the road, but you're not going to be able to identify exactly what that movement is. And he's an old man. You know, he's, I, I, I think, <laughs> yeah. honestly, he's too busy smiling about fucking scaring Lonnie off and, and, and all that fun <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Ah. The fucking the please, the please pleasance, man. The please pleasance gets me every time. That little smile. Oh, yeah. like, oh, look at you. Look what you did. Lonnie, get your ass away from there. I'm like, dude, the car's right there. Like, you've been here all night. You didn't turn to the left once to go look. Oh, my God, there's a station wagon. I've been here for fucking eight hours. <laughs> and there's the car. There we go. Myers is here. Well, we just have to find You him. know, I mean... <laughs> I mean, to like, you know, give him a little bit of, you know, credit, you know, he, he is a doctor, not a detective, so. <laughs> He's not Batman. He's a doctor, Jack. Batman not himself, a real quick. <laughs> what you didn't see was, you know, Fuzzy <laughs> sitting in that bottle a couple times. He had a little flask in his uh, overcoat. He was just taking a couple nips to get the cold off. And all of a sudden, he's nip. like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, there's the fucking car. Bracket, I found it. We have to find him. I don't know where the house is. Just see him pacing around the same block over and over again until the kids run out. It's oh, like, shit, there it is. It's like Popeye's spinach. It's like Popeye's spinach. It's just, it's just you know, Donald Pleasance's flask. <laughs> yeah, just a little sip of brandy. Michael. Oh, just a little nip won't hurt no one. Oh, shit. Isn't that the station wagon? I only had two. I only had two nips. I had the first one one and the last one. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he just fired so wildly into that room, just hoping to hit Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck, wrong movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit, we're not an escape from New York, Manhattan for you. Yep, just one sip. This one tip to get me right. I was, in Hat- shoot Michael and kill. I was in Haddonfield today. That that is where my job was. So <laughs> That's crazy. I got to be in the very <laughs> this is the very namesake of Halloween. So. <laughs> Just driving around looking for the station wagon. Well, Loomis can find it. I can too. This is New Jersey. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> I can talk. Well, here's what I can tell you. You know, for for a town that shares the name of you know of Halloween's place. You know, setting. Yes. Haddonfield, yeah. for all intents and purposes, it's not very celebratory for Halloween. You know, they, they seem quite like dull. As <laughs> oh. Well. Like roaming around. Like, I wonder why. Decorations. It was like, come on, man. Like, I don't know. I, I want to see fucking serial killers like on every corner. You know, it's like it's like those creepy things that you see in the Trenton area where uh, 
or that ground for sculpture <laughs> shit. Like you're driving down the street, mm-hmm. and you look over, and you're like, oh, look at that guy helping that little kid on the bicycle. And then as you drive by it, you're like, oh, fuck, that's a statue. Because they just set up, like, <laughs> statues in, like, random locations all throughout the area. Like, standing at the bus stop, there's just, like, a statue of a person that like, looks completely like a human being standing there waiting. So you know what? Do that. Do that in Haddonfield. Put Michael Myers on, like, every corner. Let's make everybody fucking scared and paranoid in town because that is what we need right now. <laughs> or yeah, just they, have, they, have, they, have, 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 have the statue, but then move it around the, <laughs> the month yeah, of October and put, and put yeah. it in different people's yards. <laughs> There's a statue of a a giant mailman, like, right in front of the the post office there, you know? And he's, like, this this big, dark figure of a mailman. And it was one that, like, kind of, like, caught my eye so much that I almost thought for a second, like, is that one of those people, you know, painted as a statue? Like, I was waiting to see it move when somebody, like, walked by suddenly. But it it wasn't. It's just just a big statue. Like, that's what they should do. Oh, no. It's it's a Euro-trip robot. All over. (laughs) Oh, no, robot. Oh, my robot. My balls. My balls. You know, they have some of those downtown where I live, and they're fucking horrifying. Like, especially when you're driving at night. You pull up to the stoplight and you're like, why are those fucking three kids playing baseball in the middle of the night? And you're like, oh shit, those are statues. Okay, that was fucking scary for a second. Yeah, and then there's another one where it's five, uh, five kids uh, doing ring around the rosy. Yeah, and there's another one at downtown where a guy's reading a newspaper on a bench, and I swear to God, I've been drunk downtown before, and I've been like, that guy's going to come get me. I mean, he's reading a newspaper, but he's going to... As soon as I walk oh, past and stumble past, he's going to pick up a knife. And I'm like, no, that's a newspaper man. Don't kill me. Dude, I come on. You got these little statues of little kids everywhere, man. You totally got to, like, fucking, like, randomly tie a red balloon to, like, one of them. Like, oh. every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, go fucking straight up creepy it with that shit. Yeah. No, I need to do that. I'm, I, I'm I, do that I, 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 I am making a note of that right now. <laughs> oh, because you'll do it. <laughs> yeah, well, which is fine. No, you know. Do that, or you can go kid like, friendly and like get a buy a, a few Ray Mysterio masks and like put a Ray Mysterio <laughs> mask on one of them. Like you know, every few months, I don't know, the everybody be like, "Oh shit, six one nine, look, Ray's in town." They're like, "Oh no, it's just a natural <laughs> little kid." Or just have one of them holding a lantern. You're like, "Oh shit, it's Bray Wyatt." Because he came back. <laughs> you know, it's cool now. We could do this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's uh, the fun activities that we have for this weekend of decorating the statues downtown with balloons and, and things. But All right. Uh, so, Dean, we have some horror news, I believe, to talk about. It's not dead. We still do it. What, what are we talking about? Uh, no She-Hulk. <laughs> we'll save for next week because next week's finale. This week's finale, so we'll, we'll do it next week. Okay. Indeed. All right, so let's let's dig in. Uh, Dean, let's go. Get All right. The news. You're I'm talking hungry. about being prepared and everything. And meanwhile, we tell you to go, and you don't go. Let's go. Well, well, let's. I'm just trying to stretch time so we don't have to talk about this fucking movie tonight. But anyway, uh, M Night Shyamalan. We're going to. We know. Articles that you can talk about and drive the king crazy. M Night Shyamalan. Everybody's favorite. Let's go. We know that his next film is called A Knock at the Cabin, which is coming sometime in 2023. Uh, But Universal has announced uh, that there is yet another M. Night film coming on the heels of that one, 
announcing a release date of April 5th, uh, 2024. Uh, obviously, as has hmm. been the case with Old and with A Knock at the Cabin, at this time, uh, title and plot details, etc., 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 are all currently under wraps. Uh, so Because he doesn't have uh, one. There will be, then you're probably <laughs> right. And But M. Night will be delivering films, uh, one film each, uh, for the next two years. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, want a lot of M. Night. And the twist is that they were, they were mm-hmm. all dead the entire time. Hey, <laughs> he was dead the whole time. Bruce Willis is a fucking superhero. Aliens are real, and water defeats them. Uh, the village, they live in the middle of the fucking the woods somewhere, and it's taking place in present day. I'm going to ruin all the fucking M. Night movies for you, because guess what, motherfuckers? They haven't been good for a while. You know what? I like The Visit. I like The Visit was like that, that, and then, and, and, you know, what do you call it? Obviously, the first of the, uh, and the fucking split. And that one like dude. Split. <laughs> and that one dude masturbated a lot. He's camp. got one really huge arm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Allison, you know, I, yeah. I, I tried watching Sir. My name is Petey, uh, which is like a, an Apple Apple Plus series uh, that that M Night is is a part of. Yeah, and and Service, that seemed yeah. that was fairly good. It was it was it was interesting, but you know what? It never fa- it never grabbed me to where I was like, man, I got to make sure I'm watching every fucking episode of this right now because they're all out. I'm going to stream the shit out of this, and I'm going to like you know go right through it all. Like, it never hits me like that, and, like, it sucks, because I, 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 in theory, I love M. Night Shyamalan, but in execution, <laughs> I'm like, M. Night Shyamalan's had a few movies that I really like, and a whole lot of stinkers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the good ones kind of just, they don't, you know, do well against the ones that are just bad. You know, I mean, I like Split, I like Unbreakable, I like Glass, you know, but that was like a, an arc movie, you know, where the same characters return, but... You know, seeing Knock at the Cabin, watching that trailer, I'm like, wow, Batista, you're not that good of an actor. I see him deliver those lines. I'm like, ooh, this is what we have to deal with. You're Has there been a trailer already wrong, for a Knock at the Cabin? Yeah, it's out. Yeah. Yeah, they've been playing well, the theater. Yeah, yeah no, you can find it on YouTube. Until 2023. Which is next year. Oh, the, so that's the trailer the is playing out. in theaters. I got you. I got you. I, did, I misunderstood. Yeah. I got you. You'll see when you go see Halloween '78. They played the trailer before Halloween '78. I'm sure you'll see it. So he's a method actor. We know this. We know this. We we've seen him. We we've seen him emote. We've seen him act so well that he turns invisible. Okay, so so he's good. (laughs) He's really good. Yeah, I think it's because of (laughs) James Gunn's writing that he's good. I think once he has to do M Night Shyamalan lines, that's where he's like, oh no. He's not that great. <laughs> I don't know. Have you, ever to write seen, his lines. have you ever seen Kickboxer, Retaliation, whatever it was called? I did. I, mean, I he's did. Gr- <laughs> he, he's great I liked as it. Tong Po. I mean, he's fantastic <laughs> as Tong Po. Because, you know, nothing says Thai fucking, you know, Thai kickboxing champion like Dave Batista. <laughs> <laughs> With a ponytail and about. tattoos. Yeah, that's that's who I go to when I think about that. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, like I said, Dean, you'll probably see the trailer before Halloween '78 when you go see it uh, on Friday, because uh, I know they played it before I before the movie that I saw. So check it out, see what you think. It's at night, so you know they're all going to be dead by the end of the movie. It's like, wow, this all happened in this guy's mind. 
And then it's like, wow, that was a fucking trip. Wow, what an end night twist. <laughs> so moving on from that, what else do you have, Dean? Shudder, uh, which at some point had acquired uh, the franchise, has uh, in just uh, a, a week and a day's time has their next uh, entry in the VHS franchise with uh, VHS yeah. 99 uh, coming on 1020. And yep. they have announced uh, that this franchise is going to carry on. They've announced the next entry, VHS 85, uh, which mm-hmm. will be coming sometime in 2023. And I would guess it would be coming around this same time next year in the Halloween season. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I, I love the VHS series. Um, a bunch of directors getting together to make an anthology. Uh, 94 probably was the highlight for me of the series because they had VHS 2, VHS Viral, and then 94, and now they're coming out with this one. It's going to take place in the 80s. Like, I, I eat them up. If you guys haven't checked them out, I would recommend it just as a fun watch on, like, a Saturday night. Nothing else to watch. Put on a VHS movie. Like, they're just fun popcorn movies. And some of these entries are really good, like, as far as horror, as far as comedy. Like, yeah, so I can't wait to see what the next one is. Uh, it's coming out in the 20th. 99 on the verge of Y2K and then also 85, which is going to be delightful. So yes, very excited to hear about more VHS movies. So there you have it. The King is very excited. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Have any of you, have any of you guys watched it? Monkey? Negative. I've never seen, seen any of the VHS, any of the VHS movies. I, I have not seen oh, any of the VHS yeah. movies. You guys are missing out. Yeah. Like I said, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, uh, I'm with you both on that as well. You know, that's one of those that I think I've even like, like attempted to like start one, like mm-hmm. you know, got to where I'm on the select screen, like ready to hit play, and like just never like something comes up, and I just I like move on and and go somewhere else. So I will get to it. Though, yeah, it's, yeah. I know. It, it's I one know. of those so things you just have to put it on when you just have nothing else to watch. Like it's like I have nothing to watch. Let me put it on, and you're gonna have fun. You know, they don't take themselves too seriously. They're actually kind of fun and unique, Um, especially that first one, VHS, you know, where they just have all these different entries of different things going on, demons and ghosts and slashers and the second one, aliens and cults and shit like that. It's like, they're a lot of fun. That's one of those things where you just have to just put it on and watch. You know, it's not for, like, intent, you know, like, I have to study this and figure out what it is. No, just put it on. Have a good time. Yeah, that's the way I see those movies. Like, I, I recommend those movies all the time. People are like, what do I watch? Put on a VHS movie. That's <laughs> just a great way to spend an hour and a half. Sounds okay. Sounds good. There you have it. <laughs> so, yeah. next up on the list, uh, mm-hmm. the, right. the, new, the new horror film, Smile, uh, which Ooh, had good. Uh, the top spot in theater for its first week, uh, bucked predictions because it was predicted that for its second week in release that the uh, family film Vile uh, Crocodile <laughs> was going to knock it off the pedestal, but apparently Lyle yeah. the Crocodile uh, was a massive disappointment and Smile held on to the top spot for uh, the second week in a row. But more importantly, they're saying okay. that Smile had the second smallest drop ever uh, for a horror film uh, with box office drop from the first to second week of only 22%, uh, the top spot was Get Out, who lost 15% of audience from the first to second week. And they also say that it is the best 
non-holiday hold of any movie ever in the COVID era. Uh, so Smile doing some decent business uh, in the theaters, which, you know, I would imagine that if you're making horror movies, this is the time to release them. This is the season Non-holiday uh, hold. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's Halloween, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's horror yep. season. I don't know if you really consider this non-holiday at this point. Like, I would think <laughs> this is the month for horror movies to be coming out. Like, I know they get relegated yeah, yeah. in February as well, you know, for the whole, yeah, whole like, yeah, Valentine's Day, you know? And, and if you don't have a Valentine, well, what else are you going to do? But we'll watch bitches get killed. Sorry. I don't yeah, but that, I think, <laughs> think what you're talking about is the time of year when... Way. I mean that in a literal way when movies put out like their big ballers, you know, like Memorial Day weekend, 4th of July weekend, yeah. Thanksgiving Day weekend, uh, Labor Day weekend, Christmas weekend, okay. New Year's, you know, I think that's what they refer to. These are things that I've never even heard this terminology before. And I honestly, like, it doesn't, it just sounds important, yeah, I, but I don't, you know, like, I mean, it really fucking matters <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> You know what it is, too, though? I think maybe we see too many movies and we go to too many theatrical movies at that. Um, oh, I know so I do. To where we see that, too, you know? Um, like, yeah, I, I, the only real holiday, like, movie season I ever think about, I think of just Memorial Day weekend because that's the, the summer yeah. blockbuster event type of deal. And that is the only, like, theatrical holiday. Like, I don't think of Christmas as, like, a theatrical holiday. I don't think of, like, New, uh, mm. Thanksgiving as, like, theatrical or anything like that. No, you're right. I mean, that's, that's to me, that's the holiday. That's, like, July 4th weekend, you know, Memorial Day. Like, that's, like, the kickoff season for big-budget blockbuster movies. And then the rest of the year is just mm. kind of peppered with it. Um, I know they release like Christmas movies around November, December, but yeah, like I said, uh, like you had said, Ghoul, uh, that's the season, like the summer, like that's that's the season to go to the movies, the blockbuster. In but, summer. Yeah, for for yeah, <laughs> so, so for Smile to do well in October, like it's like, what did you expect? Like it's a horror movie. People want to go see horror movies like around this time, and Smile is a fucking good movie. Like I saw it opening weekend, and it is a good movie, and it's a fucking original movie. It's not a remake, it's not a reboot, it's an original movie. And I was like, yeah, it was a fun time. So when I saw that it was at number one for two weeks in a row, I was like, yeah, that's good. You know, it's showing that people are going to see original horror movies. You know, they want to show up, you know, especially spooky season, October. Like, you want to see a horror movie, go to the theater and see it. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, as far as the original horror movies go as well, like one of the other things going on right now is, you know, like I know at AMC, they're doing like thrills and chills and shit like that. And they have $5 Mm -hmm. fan faves. And what they do with the $5 yeah. fan phase is it's older movies, you know? So, like, yeah, maybe you can go see Scream in the theater. Or, you know, I think Scream 2 is, like, what they're – no, I think Scream 2 they're actually doing. That's like a the new one. Event. Yeah. Well, they're doing an event for yeah. that because it's, like, the 20, yeah. it's like 25th year anniversary or some shit. Um, but uh, <laughs> Damn, we're old. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, man, that, like, see, that one kicks you – Kicks you right in the balls, dude. Like hard. Maybe not 25th. Maybe it's 20th. I don't know. Whatever it is. When 97, I saw it, though. It, yeah, was like, a time ago. it was like a Fandango event. And I'm like, or whatever mm-hmm. event it was, a Fathom event. And I'm like, why the fuck is Scream 2 a Fathom event? And then they like said the amount of years. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck me, man. Oh. Damn, that, <laughs> that was like somebody stuck yeah. a knife like right into my fucking side. I think I saw that when I saw The Mummy, when I went to go see The, uh, the, the, the Mummy mm-hmm. and... Uh, uh, and Bride of Frankenstein in theater. 
Um, but, but yeah, so these $5 fan favorites, like they're bringing that back. But, yeah, again, I, I am happy to see people going to see these, uh, these originals instead. And uh, Smile is one on my list. I just, uh, between work and between seeing other stuff, I just haven't, haven't gotten to it. Yeah, to see uh, Scream is a Fathom event, then also they've been showing the Dawn of the Dead in 3D, which is a Regal event. So since I go to Regal now, they've been showing that trailer a lot. I'm like, oh, man. Like, it's just so cool Aren't to see cool? these movies on the big screen. But I saw Scream 2 in theaters in 97, so I feel especially mm-hmm. old. I'm like, I was there when it first came out. Like, I remember that. Yep, same here. <laughs> this is oh, this yeah. isn't cool. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's a fan event with behind the scenes and all this. I was like, I know, but I was there when it first came out. <laughs> Don't make me feel older uh, than I, I am. I still feel cheated by Dewey's fucking non-death in that movie, so... Well, yeah, and then we get Randy's fucking death, too, the fucking horror nerd, and goes off by himself against the van. He's like, oh, what are you talking about? And he gets dragged in the van and killed him. I'm like, yeah, he, he wasn't a horror fan. Nope. He gets his title revoked. Because anybody would know not to leave your friends. Like, I would have stood in the van. Dewey and Gail the entire time. I'm like, I'm not leaving your side. We're the three musketeers in this situation. I'm not going off by myself. And he does, and he gets killed. Weak fucking shit. I was I was so devastated when he got killed. I was like, the fucking guy right knows back. not to go off by yourself. Yeah. Be right back. Yeah, I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. Oh, poor fucking Randy. <laughs> <laughs> no justice for him. While, you know, Dewey gets to get stabbed repeatedly throughout these movies until five, when it's like, finally, okay, we can finally be done. We can finally end this character. But we literally have to fucking stab him so hard that his guts come out. <laughs> we have to see Viscera. To know that he's done. I was like, ah, yeah, it was weak. But that was Halloween. That was Scream 5. So not on the highlight of my 2022 list. It we is. covered it on the show. You guys clicked in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Dean, moving on. What else are we talking about? Quentin Tarantino. We like it. Might be coming to a city near you. Uh, he has a book coming out called Cinema speculation. Uh, this is going to be his first non-fiction book with his Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, fictional uh, novelization being his first. Uh, and he is going to be going on a book tour where he'll be appearing uh, live in conversation with notable film critics and film historians. Uh, each ticket does come with a copy of the book. And as of now, there are six dates uh, one in San Francisco, one in Los Angeles, two in Portland, one in Austin, and one in New York City. So if you feel the need to uh, sit in the audience to hear uh, Quentin Tarantino ramble on about movies, uh, you will have the opportunity to do this, uh, you know, in the near future. I would Any go to idea that. how much he's charging? Uh, I do not know uh, how much he is charging for the book tour. Okay. Oh, you know, I'll go to that. I would just go there just to ask him about his Halloween treatment that he wrote back when, you know, they were discussing, you know, uh, H2O. And now he had a treatment about Michael sitting in a diner with a man in black and just going around cross country like natural born killers killing people. <laughs> that, was, that was his idea for Halloween uh, H2O. Would have loved to have seen it come to fruition. Like, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm there for it. dialogue for a Halloween movie. Yeah. Tickets <laughs> range. Like, you know what? From What's that? fifty-nine dollars, they start at oh, okay. fifty-nine dollars, and it looks like not bad uh, for uh, 
orchestra seating up close. It looks like one twenty nine fifty. Hmm. No, I'll do the fifty nine. Phil's in a city near me. I mean, I don't need to be that close, but yeah, it's not bad. You know, sixty bucks. So I'll have to check out that New York City date. See when that is, and see when maybe go. I got to listen to that guy fucking talk for hours about movies. And he has such a passion <laughs> for movies. Like, I and he has no to the problem doing it. Does, and, yeah, I love it. And, and the stories are just so interesting, and it's his, <laughs> yeah. like his perspective on it is just so, so entertaining to hear. You know, like he never shies away from like an opinion on it or or what. Right. You know, he he may not necessarily just say, hey, this is what I would do, but yet at the same time, that's kind of what he does at times, too. Like, he'll appreciate it, but then he'll give, like, these like these sly little comments that are like, oh, okay. And like you said, like, his whole idea for H2O, you know, like, like wow, like, definitely fucking that. That would be an awesome way to go. Mm-hmm. His mind is always working. It's always on movies, so, yeah. I'd love to just hear his thoughts on, on movies in general. And he does have a podcast um, that he does, you know, based on the video store that he worked at um, and just discussing movies. And um, I can't think of the title off the top of my head, but it's definitely worth a listen just because he has so much knowledge to give. And when he talks about horror movies and how much he loves horror movies and talks about the classics and even like the 70s grindhouse exploitation movies, like, you know, I'm, I'm right there with him. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> I love these movies too, man. Like it's it's worth talking about. But moving away from that, Dean, what's next? What are we talking about? I will tell you. Uh, John Carpenter, who was uh, giving a wide-ranging interview with the AV Club uh, to talk hmm. about Halloween Pens and some other things, has okay. completely dismissed uh, the world of A24 horror as well as the term elevated horror. Uh, he says he Thank doesn't you. even know. What the, <laughs> he says he doesn't even know what the term means. And while he has heard of the films *Hereditary* and *Midsummer*, he has not seen them. And when asked about them, he said that he has no idea uh, what the interviewer was talking about. Uh, in this interview, uh, <laughs> he did also say that he is still interested in directing a movie based on the *Dead Space* video game. Okay. Well, I don't know much about that. I mean, I've heard of Dead Space. But I don't know much about it, but yeah, that's the thing about Carpenter is that he's just fucking honest. Like he has nothing to lose. So he'll just be honest about everything. So people yeah, have got seventy-four. And, what the hell is he about? You know. <laughs> but I love the fact that he dismisses elevated horror because I hate that term as well. Like I hate. Oh, this is elevated horror. No, it's a fucking horror movie. You just call it a horror movie. It's, just, it's intelligent, <laughs> sure, but get rid of it. And A24 isn't bad. I mean, they've released some movies that I don't really like, but they've released a couple good ones, too. You know, they work with Robert Eggers a lot. They released Ty West's uh, X and Pearl. So, I mean, I wouldn't be completely dismissive of A24, but, yeah, Elevated Heart, get the fuck out of here. Listen, man, you know what, though, at the same time, you know, it's like the whole fucking master of horror bullshit. You know, you might not like the term, but, like, the the reality is there are many different types of horror. They they found a name for the genre, and it kind of stuck with people. So, So it is what it is. I like some of those films. Not all of them, though. You know, some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. Not a huge fan of Hereditary. Love Midsommar. Um 
you know, so, so like, you know, look at things like Get Out and Nope and all of that. Like, you yeah. know, so, so you want to call it woke horror, elevated horror, whatever the hell you want to call it. You know, but, but for Carpenter to just be, like, so dismissive of it, it's kind of, like, douchey on his end. You know, like, come on, guys. I agree. Like, again, yeah, you made some, some, some movies that are considered horror classics. Absolutely. Yeah. You also made some stinkers. Okay? And, and that's okay, too. Uh, and you know, you explored, you 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 did, <laughs> you did some things, you took some risks. So for him as a director to be saying that about other directors and other creators, it's like, come on, guy, go play your fucking synthesizer and let the other let let the boys play, okay? Because <laughs> if you're not going to direct anymore, they will. Yeah, of course they will, and you know, maybe he makes a Dead Space movie one day. Who knows? But yeah, you know, that's why I always yeah, hate that term, Master of Horror. I hate it. Because nobody is a master of horror. Like, they make some good horror movies, but nobody's a master. They're just making great fucking horror movies. And they make a lot of bad ones, too. You know, Romero and Craven and Hooper. Like, Mm -hmm. they made some bad fucking movies. (laughs) Monkey, monkey, have some good ones, too. (laughs) But, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Survival of the Dead. You know, he was misplaced during that one. You know, so I get that, too. Like, you know, Romero made a lot of mistakes in his career with doing a lot of just bad movies, but he also made some really good ones too. Same thing with Craven. Like, you know, Craven made a lot of good movies in his early career. Then the latter part, yeah, not so great. Remember Cursed? I sure wish I didn't. Mm. Christina Ricci and Jesse Eisenberg and fucking uh-huh. Werewolves. You fucking but you know, it was, that's crazy. It's, it's not. It's not for. I'll tell you what. It's not for our age demographic. That's that's what that is. There is there is a, quite a following for that movie, but we're not really of that that age. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're just not of that age group. Wow. Because um, I saw yeah. it in the theater and I was like, oh, this fucking movie blows. <laughs> this sucks. You know. But then again, I thought the same thing about Scream Four, where I was like, Scream should have ended at part two, but yet here we are with with five. So. <laughs> You know, and he wasn't around for five, so I can't blame him for five. But, you know, he he did come back to do three and four, you know. But, it, it, you know, same thing with all these directors. Like, Argento, you know, he's considered, like, the, the maestro of horror. And, yeah, he's a great horror director, but he has some really fucking bad movies. Dracula 3D is fucking well, abysmal. But, you well, know. I mean, here's here's my thing with Dead Space. I mean, sure, John, you want to you direct it? Cool. But, I mean, for, for all yeah. intents and purposes, the video game of Dead Space is very much like a, a vibe like Alien, like the original Alien, okay. mm-hmm. and zombies. You're kind of on, like, a space yeah. station with zombies, but, like, it's, it's atmospheric. It's, it's taking its time. It works very well as a video game. I don't know how that's going to translate to to a movie or theatrical form because you know you're gonna have to create more characters. You're not gonna give us just one character that you you're playing as, you know. So so in order to do that, John's gonna have to work with stuff that we haven't necessarily seen him work with. So like, you know, how how are you gonna do a Tom Cruise thing? Are you gonna fucking have your scenes filmed in space itself? You know, are you calling the International Space Station, John? Because if you're gonna do it, you better do something really fucking cool, man. Because otherwise I think the movie's gonna suck. You know, there's been a couple yeah, animated because... versions of it and uh and that that's been okay. Yeah, because just look at look at what a great job Doom was. <laughs> you know, Again, you know, it's supposed to be a scary video game, try, trying to sit there and turn it into a movie, and it just didn't work. That movie exists. Mm. It does. The Rock was so good. I've seen it. So good. 
<laughs> you know what? I, it was great. Yeah, and uh, yeah, saw that movie. Not excited for it. Nor am I excited for Black Adam. But I just don't think that the Rock's a great actor. Well, I'm excited That's just for my Black opinion. Adam. I'll take. Really? Yeah, I don't know. The trailer is just kind of like, eh, it's all right. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just tired I of the Rock gonna... to keep trying to make movies. I think it's good. You know what? Less, I'm less excited about it for the Rock. I'm more excited about for seeing like Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate, you know, seeing yeah. Hawkman. Okay, and, I can get that. Like, uh, the yeah. Adam, like I'm here for all the other characters that are like, you know, and I'm hoping <laughs> that they're character. in for at least a decent amount. But, like I want, like like I've been saying about DC, you know, like stop making these core characters for movies and start giving mm-hmm. us these, these offshoot side characters that, you know, have always been around D.C. and maybe don't get all the love in comic book form. But you know where you can give them love? Give them love theatrically. Give them movies. Give them shows. The Kite Man movie, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Condiment Man, the movie. You know, like, come on. Yeah. Condiment King. Sorry, sorry. Let me get Condiment, Condiment King, King, yeah. The movie. Yeah, Condiment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The great reboot of, of Condiment King, <laughs> where he sold hot dogs on the street of Gotham, then he becomes Condiment King. I don't see that. Joaquin Phoenix says, Condiment King, you won't believe your eyes. Like, Whoa, okay, he's versatile. Yeah, he can do Joker and Condiment King. Give this guy an Oscar. <laughs> no, we gotta give, so, no, we, no, we gotta give, no, we gotta give a role like that to Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, he's too busy practicing for Spawn. I he's say too busy getting ready for the Spawn. Spawn. <laughs> See, looking for the bro, bro. All right, Kanye. Mm. All right. So, uh, All right, yeah. what can we talk about? What's next? Kanye. <laughs> All right. Uh, last week, we talked about how uh, the Netflix <laughs> Dahmer series had moved mm-hmm. into the number nine spot for uh, most viewed English language series on Netflix. And in the interim between last week and this week, uh, Dahmer has now passed uh, the Bridgerton thing to become the second most watched English language series. Uh, what? With something like 710.37 million hours viewed. Uh, they're calling it their mm-hmm. second most watched English language series at this time. Uh, did you so, finish it, Goal? No. I finished the second episode, <laughs> no. and, you know, just, uh, I, I mean to. I intend to go and finish it. It's just, it's, again, it's stuff that I know. And, like we spoke about, you know what I mean? Like, A, I'm not going to romanticize about it. B, nope. It's not showing me anything that I, that I haven't already seen or read. You know, all it is, is is performers playing it out. And, you know, realistically speaking, I don't want to see that. You know, like, the guy no. was a fucking no. animal. He was a monster. He did horrible yep. fucking things to other human beings. And I don't need that celebrated with Evan Peters portraying this this monster of a person like there, there's nothing rewarding to be no. watching this for you know and that nope. that I think is what like kind of like drives me nuts about it I tried I gave it a shot but like again like it was just like eh, okay you know what moving on 
Yeah, and I think it, you brought it up too about the uh, the person, the coworker that was feeling sympathy for Dahmer and being like, oh no, he just had a bad childhood, and like, yeah, no, fuck him. He's a fucking killer. He's a monster. He killed a bunch of people, and he got what he deserved in prison. But you have to get to episode 10, because that's when they start the Marvel Cinematic Universe of serial killers. Like Once you watch episode 10, you're going to holy shit, they're starting this fucking cinematic universe. Like, they're bringing the fucking killers Avengers together. Like, it's so fucking bizarre. Like, so if you ever get to the 10th episode, which is the final episode of the series, you're going to be like, holy shit, where's Nick Fury? Like, all of a sudden, Nick Fury shows up, and he's like, Gacy, Bundy, Dahmer, I'm getting you guys together. We gotta save the world. <laughs> what? Like, what is this? So, yeah, it's, it'd be more it's, like Suicide Squad than, uh, you know. So maybe maybe we need Amanda Waller and, and not Nick Fury. You know, yeah, Amanda Waller shows up <laughs> in all the prisons. Yeah, I'm getting yeah, Gacy together. I'm getting Manson together to be the head of this thing. He knows shit. Yeah, I'll kill some people. What do you need me to do, Amanda Waller? I'll get some girls. <laughs> hey, yeah. Like, no, Manson, not you. Oh, damn. I'm not a serial killer. No. So, yeah, just watch that uh, 10th episode if you ever get to it. It's, it's bizarre. But, you know, good for people watching it, I guess. I don't know. Just understand that he's not a sympathetic character. Shouldn't feel bad for him. So, anyway, Dean, moving on. What else are we talking about? Uh, as we mentioned in the group chat, and we uh, talked about the news of the uh, directing situation last time, uh, but the uh, in, since last week, the Blade... Yeah. Reboot uh, has been moved uh, from 2023, from November 2023 to September of 2024. Uh, so the production has paused uh, because of mm. the need for a new director. So no faith production. Well, <laughs> I, I, I know there were, there were, uh, there were. Well, I, I don't know about that. I mean, obviously, look, we just saw Werewolf by by night. Uh, this past week. I saw for watching. And, and, okay, well, you didn't see it, but I, I, Monkey, did you see it? I have it downloaded, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Okay, so so I know me and Dean have both watched Werewolf by Night, and we both yes. enjoy it very much. Um, and, like, like, me and him were chatting about it. I, I do believe that this kind of, like, unlocks an area of the, the, the Marvel Universe in which we can, we can see some of, like, you know, let's say the Dark Avengers, so to say. Um, hey, I, right. because I have no I, idea what the fuck you're talking about. I oh, here you we know. go. So, so I, I was telling Dean about this, but, uh, but yes, yes. He, and he right. just, you know, looked at it and probably, like, rolled his eyes, and that's probably why I never got a I didn't spot. roll my eyes. It's, um, it's not something that I know about. <laughs> You didn't send the text showing me that you rolled your eyes, but in real life, you probably rolled your eyes and just didn't realize. You can feel. Like, oh, fuck, he's about to go on. He's about to go on about this fucking She-Hulk shit again, isn't he? Um, Let's go, comic book but, uh, but Blade can can easily be tied into all of this, being that he's been part of this, you know, with the Midnight Suns yeah. and and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. I I just hope they approach this properly as opposed to trying to force him in with the other Avengers and all that shit. Um, you know, I don't feel like that's where Blade belongs. I don't feel like Blade belongs with, you know, the, the Captain Americas and the Iron Men. No. Like, you know, like I don't no, see no, Blade no. during the battle of fucking, you know, at the, the end of Endgame fighting against Thanos and everybody. And, like, I just don't see the Daywalker, <laughs> yeah, no. like, strolling around fucking nope. cutting people in half and being like, 
yeah, motherfucker. Like, it just doesn't, doesn't get <laughs> you know? And obviously, it's a Disney movie now. We're not going to get the yeah, motherfuckers. But, uh, no. you know, it's, uh can be more. And I know my, my biggest issue that I had is there was a rumor last week that they're thinking about bringing Raimi in to make, to, to really? be the director. Okay. And I I'll don't want to see that. I said, of course mm. you would, because you fucking yeah. love Raimi, man. But, like, I, I he's completely just... He's going to bring up Doctor fucked Strange. Doctor Strange. He fucked Doctor Strange, <laughs> man. I don't fucking care what the fuck you say. Okay? I don't need another fucking Raimi movie. And what I definitely don't need is I don't need a fucking Raimi Blade movie. Bring fucking Del Toro back. Back up the money train. Bring me Guillermo Del fucking Toro. I don't care what we Disney has to fucking yeah. pay that, man. But bring him in. Let yep. him fucking do it, okay? I will take anybody. I'll go direct the new Blade movie before I want to fucking see Raimi. <laughs> Me doing, and I've never directed shit other than my own personal fucking porn, you know. And, and, and Hell, that yeah. was like hit or miss. So highly recommend. You know, the, the, the action was great. The money shot sucked. You know, it couldn't get the angle right. Well, um, was a little off. Well, you know, come on, I, that's not true. I come from like that seventies, eighties porn, bro. I like storylines. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love the plot. I was there for it. I just, I just feel like Raimi's take is going to be that that we need the humor, we need those close zoom up shots. I want, yeah, yeah. I want ambient mood. I want fucking vampire fighting, fucking blade again. You know, and I think fucking my my Ali is such a great choice. I don't want to see the actor yes, wasted. But please, for the love of God, fucking get a director other than Raimi and make the movie. Well, either Del Toro or Scott Derrickson should come back. Because Scott Derrickson has chops. He could do good. They didn't didn't let him do the horror movie he wanted to do with Doctor Strange. Let him do the horror movie he wants to do with Blade. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah, I don't think it should be wasted. You know, I, I think they need to, you know, contact Del Toro. You know, back up that money truck and then get him in. We talked about that. But, yeah, Derek's going to be another good choice. You know, Raimi, yeah, as much as I love him, I don't know if he would do good for a Blade movie because, you know, Bruce Campbell's going to show up at a certain point. He's going to be like, hey, guys, I'm like, oh, no, not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> slice, slice up my Papa pizza, please. Come on, Blade. Boo-boo-boo-boo. And like, pizza Papa. Man, I don't want to see that. <laughs> no. No, I get that, so. But, you know, we'll have to wait until 2024 to see what they come out with with Blade. But, all right, Dean, what's next? What are you talking about? Amazon has unveiled two new characters uh, for the boys season four. Uh, These characters are both female soups. One, Sister Sage, will be played by an actress named Susan Hayward. And Firecracker uh, will be played by Valerie Curry. Curry. Uh, Not much is known, uh, but the actresses have appeared uh, and have been photographed in their uniforms, and the boys' showrunner, Eric Kripke, says that these are two of the best and craziest soups that have yet been written for the boys. Uh, So two new superheroes to be looking forward to for season four of the boys. Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, those costumes look good. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing how these characters develop, you know, in uh, the boys' universe. So I don't think there's a release date yet for season four, but, you know, they're, they're working on it. So It'll so be two years. I, <laughs> I, 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 I saw the tweet. 
I saw the tweet banner post up, and I saw that it said something about introducing two new soups, but I never looked. The costumes look good. Like I don't, you know, you know. Yeah, they I do. thought they were good. Avoid the spoilers and everything. Nice. Uh, I'll probably end up looking. That's my yeah. curiosity. will end up getting to me. It's just, it's just a piece. And and once That's again, uh, that is Susan Hayward and Valerie Curry. Uh, in case you missed it the first time around. As two so, soups. So. I'm sure those two actresses. Uh, I'm sure Hayward and, and Curry, uh, Hayward and Curry are uh, so excited to get the opportunity <laughs> to step into these roles. Uh, but next, um, the, bar- <laughs> the recent horror film *Barbarian* has yeah. been, uh, you know, has had a lot of buzz around it, and it's been announced that uh, in order for more people, uh, this just hit the theaters on September 9th. And uh, in order to continue to capitalize on the Hollywood season, it's been announced that the uh, the digital mm. release uh, will be coming on October 25th. Uh, so you'll have an opportunity to watch this film on wherever you watch your films at home uh, and all the usual uh, services uh, come uh, October 25th. So if you've been waiting HBO to Max see Barbarian. HBO Max is going to debut it. So, yeah, I think HBO Max has uh, you know the first deal with it. So it's released it, uh, towards Halloween. Um, yeah, I saw it in the theaters. It was an okay movie, you know, passable, you know, but I didn't really think anything of it after I left the theater, you know, I was like, it's an okay movie, but I think it's probably better for home viewing, you know, when it hits HBO max or whatever streaming service it lands on. I was like, I feel like I wasted a ticket going to see it in the theater. I was like, Justin Long's great, but no, it just it was a weird movie, you know, mm. just one of those. One of those, past, like, it's an original movie, and I support original movies, original horror movies, but, yeah, Barbarian is just, it's a comedy writer trying to transition into horror, and he just can't quite get out of the horror, uh, the comedy realm. Uh, it just didn't land. So, Zach Kregers from The Whitest Kids You Know did it, so, yeah. That's, that's another one that's on my list to watch, and, like, I've heard... I've heard, like, mixed... It's, it's one of those where, like, when I say I've heard mixed things, yeah. I've either heard... Left side saying, man, you got to see Barbarian. It's so fucking phenomenal. It's so great. One of the best horror movies I've ever seen. Or B, where it's like, nah, that movie kind of sucked and it just wasn't written well. And, and you know, just overall they were trying too hard. Uh, but there's, there's no middle. There's nobody who's been like, yeah, it's, like it's, it's an okay horror movie. Everybody's like either A or B on that. Well, I'm in the middle. <laughs> I'm in the middle crowd. Where I was like, it wasn't bad, but it's not great. You know, it's one of those movies where it's like, yeah, I think home viewing is best for Barbarian. It's like, you know, you just put it on Saturday. You got nothing else to watch. Put on Barbarian, you know, and check it out. It's new, you know, and, and see what you think about it. I mean, like I said, Justin Long was great, but the rest of the movie was just eh, predictable, you know. And it's, once you realize where they're going with it, you're like, oh, okay, it's going to be one of these movies. And then you just ride it out until the finale, and just, it just fucking ends. Like, and that's, that's what disappointed me, is that the movie just kind of gets to the third act, goes through it, ends. Like, yeah. So, just like the monsters, they're like, yeah, let's get to the third act, then we're just going to end. No, thank you. So, but I hope people find it and watch it and have a good time, you know. So, yeah, that's why I'm middle ground on Barbarian. But moving on from that, what else do you have, Dean? Uh, the season two of Chucky is upon us. Yeah. And... Uh, with that is the new book uh, that is coming about Chucky, uh, The Reign mm-hmm. of Chucky, the true Hollywood story of a not-so-good guy 
from Dustin McNeil and Travis Mullins. Uh, this 470-page book uh, is available in hardcover, paperback, and Kindle, and it is exhaustive coverage of every film in the Chucky franchise, featuring uh, photos, uh, interviews, and more. So uh, if this sounds like uh, something that you would be interested in, uh, the time is at hand uh, as the Chucky book is going to be released. Interesting. Might check it out. Might try to pick that up and read it. I mean, for me, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's like the first three Child's Play movies are the best. Once it gets into that campy uh, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, I'm kind of checking out because they just go too campy, too funny. And I'm like, I don't know. I think the first three are like the best, you know, because they still had a little comedy in them, but there were horror movies. And then Don uh, and decided to go into complete comedy. Yes, the paperback. Uh, the paperback version is twenty four ninety nine, and the hardcover version is thirty four ninety nine. Uh, and just to note that these are the two authors uh, that brought us the Taking Shape and Taking Shape hmm. Two book. Okay, what are you going to say, Gold? Oh no, I was I was kind of in agreement with you, except like for me, it's it's pretty much the original Child's Play, and then Curse yeah. of Chucky. Um, that's a good you know, yeah. Then I, I forgot about Curse. Curse then I good. would say Child's Play too, uh, because really, again, like even Child's Play two, I felt you know leaned way too much into the comedy. It was it was a turning yeah. point for the character yep. where it, it steered away from that that original vibe, went into like, hey, I'm gonna be mouthing off. I'm gonna be silly as much as I'm gonna be quote unquote scary, and then three was just. You know, three was just hard to swallow at times, man. Like, I don't know. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I get this, like, you've made the argument, like, three is pretty good. And, like, re- upon rewatching it, it's definitely better than I think about it. Like, when I think of when I originally right. saw it, but I still don't find it to be good. But it's for me, it's definitely right. better than Seed and Bride. Because I, I don't like either yeah. of those two. Yeah, see, I, I completely forgot about Curse because Curse is kind of going back to the original format of Chucky. And then we get uh, Cult of Chucky, and then it goes back to the Seed and Bride, where it's like, we're just going to be funny the entire time. And it's like, I don't really yeah. feel like that's necessary. I kind of just like it when Chucky is, you know, being terrifying. You know, in three, again, not a great movie, but I think it's good. Like, I think those first three years is kind of good movies. You know, where it's, yeah, dipping into the comedy, but not quite going so slapstick and weird uh, as Don Mancini took it. And I did watch the premiere of season two of Chucky, uh, which happened last week, and tonight is a new episode. And it wasn't bad, but at the same time, like, eh, again, they're trying to be too funny like, with, with Chucky. Like, it's, I don't like it when they go too comedy with Tiffany and Chucky. And, you know, it's, I kind of want to go back to that original. Like, that original was a solid movie. You know, where it's just, it scares, and it's Chucky being, you know, evil. And when you insert a lot of comedy, that's when you kind of lose me. Because I, I, don't, I don't need to see that. We saw what happened, you know, with, with that in, in Bride and, and uh, Seed. Where it's like, let's just be as funny as possible. And it's like, well, no. Like, I want to be kind of scary. I want to go back to that. Again, but so, but we'll that's the problem that's with, 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 with Bride and stuff like that. It, it does have a fan following. You know, it's got a it does, really, yeah. really strong fan following for the, the later, you know, more co- comedic movies. You know, while 
I'm like the ghoul where I just prefer the original one where it's just yeah. a nice fu- yeah. fucked up little fun movie to watch and they aren't trying to go completely over the top with it. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, the ghoul is right. They tried to do a little bit of comedy in part two and then part three, a little bit more, but it still wasn't as slapstick as bride and seed and uh cult, nope. you know, where, you know, even the series, you know, it takes its chances being really cheeky and really funny. And I was like, I just, I don't want that. Like, I just kind of want a straight horror movie with, with Chucky. But I think it's like, you kind of have to do it, you know, because it's, it's a little dull. You know, you kind of have to be a little bit fun with it. But um, that book, I think I might check it out just because I love reading about behind the scenes stuff about movies. But Dean, what else do you have to talk about? While they've been actively accepting pitches uh, for a couple of years now when it comes to mm-hmm. anything that might happen in the realm of Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, since uh, the rights have reverted, um, while making the rounds uh, doing publicity, uh, Heather Langenkamp, who famously played Nancy in different entries on the Nightmare on Elm Street series, says that uh, she has been watching the current Halloween trilogy very closely and is beyond impressed with Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, says that she truly would relish the opportunity uh, to, to play Nancy one more time uh, and mm. fight against Freddy Krueger one more time. Uh, with that being said, uh, you know, different groups have made pitches to uh, the estate, uh, including a group backed by Elijah Wood. Um, it's unclear if Blumhouse yeah. has made their pitch, but Jason Blum said that if he ever had the opportunity uh, to make a Nightmare on Elm Street film, then no matter what it took, uh, they would be bringing uh, Robert England back to play Freddy Krueger. So uh, who knows what's going to mm. happen, but uh, a Robert England, Freddy Krueger, and a Heather Langenkamp, Nancy uh, duking it out one more time uh, just might be an interesting way to approach a new Friday, a new Nightmare on Elm Street. Because truly, uh, as they have tried once before, uh, I just, and obviously Robert England said he's essentially retired from that character, but like, I feel like that's the kind of character where, uh, you know, his, his voice and mannerisms and delivery are so, uh, are so like tied to the character. It's not like Jason yeah. or Michael Myers or Leatherface that's behind a mask. And granted, Robert England is covered in tons of makeup. Uh, it's more mm-hmm. about his communication that makes that character so special. So it would be just interesting to see what happens if the time comes. I'm sure we will see some version of Freddy Krueger on the big screen again. Um, but it'll be just curious to see what direction that ends up happening. But it was interesting to hear uh, Heather Langenkamp talk about that. I and mean, I wanted fine. to ask you, yeah, go ahead, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to no, say, I uh, wanted to ask, yeah, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, with the technology that's out there now, and you know, technology constantly changing, you know, here and there, it's, you know, what, what do you guys think about him possibly doing this like motion capture, and them just doing CGI overlays over it? Go. Cool. What do you think? Oh. Uh, you know what? <laughs> okay. I, I, I would prefer... Well, no, that's, it's like a hard one. You know what I mean? Like, do I want 
Robert England because he's fucking he's Freddie. Yes. But would I prefer like a full on actor, like completely doing it, completely taking the role, making the role his own in his own way, yes, but I think that's up to them then to write the story appropriately. And I'm not talking like the 2010 fucking remake where it's like, okay, Ooh, we're going to make him a no. fucking a pedophile and, and try to make him all dirty and pervy and creepy. Let's try to shock you into, into being fucking horrified of Freddy Krueger again. No, like if, if you really want to continue this, you really want to make this story happen again, then, then, then write it right. You know what? I don't want to see Freddy versus Nancy anymore. Freddy killed Nancy already. Nope. She's fucking dead. Yep. She died in part three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly my point, is that she died in part three. So for them to do a Nancy versus Freddy movie, you would have to retcon it and go back to the first one, ignore all the sequels, and make this movie. And that's not fair, because Dream Warriors is the best sequel in that series, in my opinion. Yeah, part three is the mm-hmm. best in that series. So that is the it's movie where she died. Almost you know, she better got killed than by the Freddy. original. Yes, almost. Yep. almost. It's not. Yeah. it's not. But it's fucking close. They're like neck and neck. Like yep. the first only edges it out due to the fact that it was original at the time, and that's it. Yeah. Yep, that's the only thing. So to to do a retcon where Nancy is still alive, having survived the events of '84. Okay, fine, but then you're just neglecting to bring up Dream Warriors, which, again, like I said, is the best sequel compared to the first one. So I think that's unfair. Like, I think that's an injustice to that movie to kind of just say it never happened, and Nancy's still alive, and she's dealing with some shit, and then Freddy comes back, and she has to deal with it. Like, I, I think that's just wildly unfair. And I thought the same thing about Halloween 2018 when they decided they're only going to do the first movie, and they're going to ignore the other sequels. I was like, well, you can't ignore part two. Part two is great. But they did it, they ignored it, and they moved on. But, yeah, like, I, I just don't see Robert England coming back for it. Like, I just I think he's officially done. He doesn't want to have to do anything. And all the motion capture stuff, like you were bringing up, Monkey, like, he might be down for it, but at the same time, like, he doesn't have to do it. So, you know, we'll see because, you know, the money trucks come in, and you got to back them up in the driveways, yeah. and all of a sudden everybody's like, let's do it. Yeah, so let's, yeah, let's I, I was just thinking it would be it would be a way for us to like the ghoul was saying like if you really really want to get Robert England you could still sit there and capture the way he moves capture you know capture his mannerisms and still yeah. have him do the yeah. voices you know to, mm-hmm. to where you you're, you're getting all of it and then it's just whether or not they're willing to spend the money to do overlays to you know give give us a a possibly cr- creepier Freddy, you know, but, yeah, on, the side, the like, problem, the, on the flip side, the yeah. problem with Freddy is it, it's always practical. And then when you yeah, go the it's always CGI route, effect, yeah, yeah. then it takes away from that. Sorry, King, what were you going to say? It's just like, you know, I'm thinking about it like the only way they could possibly do it is to have her be a spirit in the dream world. You know, have somebody move into the Kruger house, the Thompson house, whatever you want to call it, 1428. You know, and then all of a sudden she's having dreams where Nancy shows up and she's like, there's a killer and he kills you in your dreams and I'm here to help you. Like, that would be the only way I could think that they could make it happen because she's not Laurie Strode. Like, Laurie Strode survived her encounters with Michael, you know, so she could have her swan song uh, with Halloween ends. Nancy didn't get that. She got X'd out in three. 
you know, there's no more Nancy, but it's again, you know, I mean, that's just me throwing up an idea. I don't, I don't really even want to see it. You know, like the ghoul said, I don't need to see Freddy versus Nancy. It's, it's, it's done. Like they, they had their battle and it's over, you know? So, you know, uh, Nancy, um, having a rebattle with uh, Freddy? No, I'm good. Like, I'm good with never having another Friday uh, uh, Nightmare on movie. We don't have to do another one. It's, it's dead. Like, Freddy's dead. Let's just put him to rest. Like, you know, Michael, you know, sure, we're going to see another one. You know, we had another Leatherface, you know, and as far as Jason goes, who knows? We don't need to see these guys again. They're, they're gone. You know, let's just watch the movies that exist and just be happy we have them. We don't need to see a new story. You know, there's just no story left to tell. Well, I mean, okay, but here's the thing then. I mean, are we going to say the same thing? And, I mean, we, I guess we have to a degree about Dracula stories or Frankenstein stories and That's so true forth too. and so forth. Yeah. You know, the, these are monsters the most that too. rear their heads in so many ways. So, I mean, I guess maybe in some ways the idea is is let's give it a little more time so that when we bring Freddie back, we're bringing Freddie back into a, a bit of a different level of society or maybe a different mindset mm-hmm. of people. Um, you know, that that's where I think when we have like a Frankenstein or a Dracula story that gets interesting. It's when we take Dracula out of like the 1932 sensibility or the 1800 sensibility and we bring Dracula into present day, you know, and it's like, well, how would he deal with that? And I don't mean like, oh, hey, there's this big fucking haunted castle in the middle of like, you know, Manalip in New Jersey somewhere. So, so I mean, like, that doesn't make any sense. It's more like, you know, this motherfucker was like buried under the ocean somehow and like, oh, poof, now he's up and out and doing his thing. Like the Dracula miniseries that they, that they did. Like I thought that was great. It was great. I loved the way that they did, yeah. did a lot of that. Yeah, Clay's Bang was great as Dracula. That was a great little miniseries. And even the invitation wasn't bad. Like, I actually enjoyed the invitation. You know, going into it knowing that it was going to be a Brides of Dracula movie. Um, I thought it was a good no job. Idea. Yeah, I know you didn't. I know for the longest time you're like, it's, it's not. <laughs> I was like, no, well, it's no, definitely I, I, like I a Dracula. I had no idea it was a vampire movie at all. Um, at first, you know what I mean? It seemed to me like maybe it was like one of those like. Uh, Ooh, excuse me, like a Rosemary's Baby cultish type of deal. Then when you mentioned that it was like a vampire movie, I was like, oh, okay. But I still at that point just thought that it was going to be like most modern-day vampire films. I was thinking it was going to be more like, um, what do you call it? The, and I really like the movie, too. The, the, the name's just drawing the blank. The girl with the fucking the family that she moves in, and they got a killer and all that stuff. She plays the, the game. Oh, oh, ready or not. Um, hi, hi, yeah, yeah, ready or not. Ready or not. Like, I thought it was going to be like a vampire version of like a ready or not type of scenario. Um, so the fact mm-hmm. that, yeah, ultimately, like, and again, here's spoilers for a new movie, everybody. It, uh, it kind of turns it's into like a Dracula a tale. Um, you know, yeah. so, I mean, there you go. Yeah. So it, it doesn't kind of turn into a Dracula tale. It is a Dracula tale. Um, but it's an enjoyable yeah. ride. And I do like the performers involved. And, and, yeah, I think they all did a great job with it. So... Yeah, it was a decent movie, but that's what you have to do with these characters. You have to just add some new flavor into it to give us a modern take on these things. You know, Frankenstein, the mummy, uh, Dracula, you know, give us a new take, give us a new kind of era about these characters, bring them to the modern age. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, with, with like Freddy being so specific, it's like, it's just, there's no more story to tell. I mean, they tried to in 2010, and yeah, there were some things I liked about that remake, but overall... 
It just wasn't a good movie. You know, Friday the 13th, that reboot that they did, it felt like another Friday the 13th movie. So I was kind of softer on that one. I was kind of more accepting of that movie because it just felt like another Friday the 13th movie. Like they weren't trying to create new things. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. this is a guy, hockey mask, kills people. You know, that's what I want to see in a Friday the 13th movie. And, 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 it, it, and it worked. But, all right, Dean, uh, moving on. What else do you have to talk about before we get into the movie tonight? Uh, I think that uh, you can just go ahead and get into the movie. Okay. So, Ghoul, this is your film pick of the week, Trick or Treats from 1982, directed by Gary Graver. Give us a synopsis, what you thought about it, and let's get into this thing. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's, he's taken to a hospital, and, uh, and, and there's a kid who is a, a wannabe magician, a uh, man escapes hospital, kills two people, and uh, and credits roll. So 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 that is my synopsis. How did I feel about this movie? Like I said at the fucking opening of this show, um, I, I am gonna apologize. I am sorry. Like I said, I was just trying to get in the spirit. I you know if I if I really would have thought about it, I would have stuck with my my initial idea of Werewolf by Night. Um, or, or even more, if I would have thought about it, I could have picked the new Hellraiser because, like, that came out literally the next day. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, we could have been fucking right up on that shit, being like, "Hey, we're hitting you with a new review right now!" Bam, boom, pow. Uh, but no, instead, here we are. Uh, you know, being forced to watch an hour and a half of uh, of what has to be one of those films that is considered like that death that death nail. Uh, into the coffin of of slasher films in this in this era of time because you know what like for every Friday the Thirteenth for every Nightmare on Elm Street there is a movie like Trick or Treats. Yeah, there yeah, is. Hard. Right. So, <laughs> Dean, what did you think about Trick or Treats? Uh, what a <laughs> interesting, bizarre fucking movie with with an interesting cast. Uh, <laughs> This this reminded me in a little bit, uh, and I I do think it was my pick, maybe last Christmas season, and I, I forgive me I for the life of me have zero recollect, recollect, recollection of the title. But did we not cover like a a horror movie centered around Christmas that there was like a kid that had to like defend his home? Uh, there was an older movie that was like like similar like to like Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Some, what's that? Code Santa Claus. Right. Uh, so uh, with the kid and the pranks and everything, I got shades of that. But like, but but how bizarre! Like, what a what a just a bizarre film. The fact that like it took like seven minutes. Uh, well, we can get into the specifics, but this was just a fucking like a like a like a like a slog to watch this thing. Uh, we'll get into the specifics as we talk <laughs> about it. But yeah, what a, what a slog! What a film! Mm-hmm. All right, monkey. What did you think about Trick or Treats? Yeah, this was a weird one. This movie has got so much story, and, and not exactly in the right way. Yeah, it, it was a jumbled up mess of stories. You know, like they say the last time where I ghouled, too many minds. <laughs> the way the film starts with all these stories, I thought it was going to be like several different tales leading to some kind of combined end in the movie, almost like a weird interwoven anthology film, kind of like Pulp Fiction. No, that is not what we got at all. It was just a jumbled up hot mess. It also seemed like the film wanted to bring us a horror movie, 
but it was just reluctant or possibly just enabled to bring us the goods. It, like, it was almost like they knew what they had to do, but they didn't know how to do it. Uh, like, which is maybe why we have no actual scenes of sprawl on the screen at all. And, and lastly, that kid needed his ass fucking beaten. You know, with a classic <laughs> 1980s, like, you know, 80s wouldn't clog like our mamas used to use. <laughs> like, you know, those, those things were fucking nasty. And, uh, but still, it's like, the movie was fun. I, I just wish they had actually gone into the realm of horror, you know, and acknowledged that that's what they're doing and actually committed to giving us a horror movie. And I think this movie would have been a lot different. Mm-hmm. Good opinion. Um, and I had seen this movie years ago, uh, back when I was looking up 80s horror movies, and this one popped up, and also a movie with George Kennedy called Wacko that came out the same year, which is also taking place on Halloween, which is a fucking absurd movie. I hope we never cover it because that movie is just it's terrible. Um, but like Trick or Treats, it's trying to be a slasher, but not really because we get a low body count in this movie. Um, you know, and we have a kid that looks a lot like Meatloaf when he was a kid, this terrorizing babysitter um, the entire time with his shenanigans. Or, and we have, or like a little yeah. Louis Anderson. <laughs> yeah, a little Louis Anderson, sure, too. Um, and then, you know, Carrie Snodgrass is in this with the David Carradine. And we're like, okay, so there's actors. It's Peter Jason, who was in They Live and Prince of Darkness and a lot of John Carpenter movies uh, playing Malcolm, the killer. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those disjointed movies where it's like, they just didn't know what they wanted to do with the plot. So they're just like, let's just throw it together and we're going to have a lot of plot holes, but who cares? Like we're making a movie because Gary Graver, the director, <laughs> wanted to break out of his porn career and make a straight laced horror movie, like make a slasher, you know, make a name for himself. And of course it just didn't do very well. So, you know, he kind of <laughs> fell off the deep end and just eventually just started directing just minor movies uh, after that. But, uh, let's get into the movie. So we open the movie with a couple, Malcolm and Jones, sitting on the back deck of their home. Malcolm is reading a newspaper and is rudely fucking interrupted by Joan, his wife, asking when he'll be home that night. He ignores her, and then there's a knock at the door, and two members of a purely John Oates cover band show up with mustache and curly hair, and they decide to show up with a straitjacket, take Malcolm away. So after a brief tables match, WWE style, ah, uh, yes, just another morning <laughs> at the McNulty house, Joan seems happy that he's finally gone as we cut to several years later. And we get introduced to Linda as she's taking a shower. Joan calls and asks if she can babysit her son Christopher on Halloween night because Joan and her new husband Richard are planning on attending a Halloween party, which they have to take a fucking flight for. So it's like, okay, so are you coming back tonight or are you coming back, like, next weekend? You know, we'll figure it out. We, we're not going to talk about it. But, yeah, they have to take a flight to get to a Halloween party. So go to Vegas. To bang him. <laughs> so we're going to Vegas, they said. Yeah. They have to yeah. take a flight to get there. They can't believe it. They're going to be so good at their magic act. So Linda wants to bang her boyfriend, but she eventually agrees to babysit instead because she needs the money. After a shower, she gets a call from her boyfriend, Brett, played by Steve Railsback, who was in Life Force by Toby Hooper. He also played Ed Gein with his mom being played by Carrie Snodgrass. We get a connection there, if you're watching. the uh, You look like the poor man's Taylor Negron. <laughs> so, uh, she tells her boyfriend, Brett, that she's been given a chance to practice her French for a yogurt commercial, because that's why she's speaking French when she picks up the phone. He invites her to see her oh, performance oh. of Othello, 
even though he's too young to find a fellow, but she says that she can't. She took a babysitting job, and he's upset about it, but his mustachioed partner might make a better date than Linda because he's looking at him like, yeah, let me see that dick. He's like, what? Is there something going on between you two? But, you know, we never really find out because it's just its eyes. So Brett then decides to put on his deep voice and, hey, just, uh, you know what, give me the address, give me the phone number where you're going to be, but she fucking doesn't because we have to cut away. So she never gives him the phone number, never gives him the address, but we're going to find out later that he knows that phone number when he calls. So there's a weird guy with a scar asking (laughs) Linda if she knows where a certain address is, and then he gets oddly aggressive asking her out to a Halloween party. She declines. What's the matter, baby? Don't you like the party? He's never seen again. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Richard and Joan talk to their master magician's son, Christopher. Again, little meatloaf, little Willie Anderson. And they're both in tuxedos because they have a magic act that they're really eager to get away from Christopher with. Winter arrives and gets a rundown of everything by Joan, and she's in a hurry to leave. Yeah, because the kid fucking sucks. We're going to find out. So they're just fucking like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. This kid blows. So <laughs> yeah, but that does not stop Karen e from hitting on the babysitter before he leaves. He he is oh, no. like all over that shit. <laughs> he's a, he's a dirty, dirty dog, man. A dirty, dirty dog. <laughs> Move we quick. Cut to the Western, yeah. So we cut to the Western <laughs> State Hospital for the criminally insane. And we catch up with Malcolm, who's been held there for four years. Malcolm knows that the date is October 31st, Halloween, and he wants to escape. He tells his friend Bert, who he's playing games with, that he's crazy, but Malcolm tells him, you're crazy, I'm mad. There's a difference. Back at the house, Richard has an awkward moment where he tries to flirt with Linda, like we said, and he's just trying to show interest in her. And this whole scene was ad-libbed by Carradine, including forcing the glass of brandy into her mouth. And that's her real reaction to David Carradine going, drink some fucking brandy, bitch. And she's like, yeah, no, no. So, yeah. yeah. That was not meant to happen. Caradine was half drunk during that scene, so he decided he was going to oh. make sure to drink a brandy as well. <laughs> so Joan finds Richard playing with the zipper on Linda's top, but Richard plays this off. He's a real fucking charmer. And then Richard catches not Pugsley Adams, a.k.a. Rich, uh, Christopher, watching them all sad from the fucking top of the stairs. Like, oh, are you kidding with you? No, we're not. We're leaving you, you little fuck. Okay. And so he leaves. <laughs> and... Linda asks Joan about Christopher. Oh, don't worry about him. You'll find him or he'll find you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no, that's not a good way to fucking leave the situation. Like, where is he? He's in his bedroom. You can fucking hang out with him. He's a fucking prick. So Christopher is up in his room playing with the guillotine that he just has because what kid doesn't have a guillotine in his room? And as Linda yeah. searches for him, she finds him in the bedroom, his head in the guillotine. He drops the blade and spits up blood, which freaks out Linda. It's just a trick, baby. I mean, it's Halloween after all. And she's like, I hate you. We're going to have a tumultuous <laughs> relationship between them two. Throughout oh, the movie. Everybody's entitled to the annoying fair, aren't they? <laughs> this, this kid was fucking annoying. She was annoying. I swear, man, the reason why I was doing the whole British fucking accent at the beginning is I think this kid was, like, dubbed. I don't think he's speaking English half the time because it doesn't, like, his mouth at times doesn't, like, match up to the words that are going on on the screen at all. No. Yeah, it's it's weird, the dubbing. And, of course, Christopher is played by the director's son, just saying. Gave his son a little job for the movie. Little nepotism, you know, going on. So kids show up okay. at the door trick or treating, specifically a witch and a local policeman. Not just a policeman, but a local policeman. 
and the type that totally plans drugs on people, Linda gives them candy and later gets smoke-bombed by Christopher and also given a Joy Buzzer handshake. Kid, I fucking hate you. Why the fuck are you here? So, so far, she's not had a great night. And then teenage trick-or-treaters show up and catcall Linda while Christopher watches. Back at the hospital, we have Malcolm, who's telling Bert that he has a plan to get out so he can get revenge on everyone that wronged him. Malcolm's plan involves Bert snoring loudly, because that's just how you're going to do it. You're just going to snore real loud, and then we're going to get out of here. We'll see how it even, though, even though you never snored before, you're going to snore really loud tonight. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Linda is being constantly bombarded by Christopher, who thinks he's smooth as a motherfucker. And that night at the hospital during bed checks, Malcolm assaults a nurse, stealing her wig and nurse uniform. Christopher continues her attacks on Linda as he covers himself in fake blood and slides down the stairs in an exaggerated way. Linda tells him the story of the boy that cried wolf, which is her way of telling Christopher to stop being a fucking prick. FYI, doesn't work. Because he's got a lot more tricks up his sleeve than fucking my window at sea. And also, by the way, I... Nurse Reeves is played by Catherine Coulson, who, monkey, you might remember as the log lady from Twin Peaks. Oh, shit! Okay. And here, again, I like because I was thinking it was going to be an anthology story or something, I was thinking later it was going to be a thing of she turns into a wolf or something like that and gets, you know, goes after the kid or some shit, you know, <laughs> yeah. again. Like, you know, no. it would have been fucking never cool. Nope. 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 No. Nope. Never happened. <laughs> so Malcolm leaves the hospital dressed as a nurse from earlier. The security guard asks for some ID and gets a punch in the face for this. Malcolm finds the nurse's car with her keys and drives off. Back at the House of a Thousand Magic Tricks, Christopher sets off a smoke bomb and appears wearing a Thor Johnson mask, or Thor Johnson uh, mask from, you know, Planet Nine from Outer Space, also yep. from Dead Kids, which we covered previously on the show. So Brett calls Linda despite not knowing the number. You never got the number. How do you know this number? It doesn't matter because that's a plot hole. She complains about Christopher <laughs> being a little monster, but Brett isn't too concerned. Malcolm stops at a payphone and calls Uh-oh. home. Linda picks up Mount for the phone call. Malcolm's not feeling too chatty and hangs up and leaves. Yeah, it's cool. You know, like you're talking about plot holes, man. Like, and, and there's no reason to obviously dwell too much on this movie, but there's also no reason to really <laughs> rush through it because everything that you're going through, I mean, we're already at the point that you're at now. We're already halfway through the film. You oh, know, yeah. And we're already almost done. Did, did the director not think... Like, hey, maybe we want to explain to people why Joan would want to put Malcolm away. Um, None. No reason. None. Like, like, hey, is Malcolm the boy's father? Uh, I'm going to assume yes. Yes. Yes, I would assume yes. We don't necessarily know. Um, Nope. Yeah. And we also, on that note... Talk because I, please, just, I want to jump share, in please. here because because yeah. just because we breezed over this at the start of the film, but did anybody else think that uh, they took an oddly long amount of film time with the orderlies trying to corral him and take him away? <laughs> I feel like that sequence went on for fucking ever. Climb the tree in the pool. It was total comedy, and as I'm watching the yep. beginning of this film, I'm like, okay. This is real silly and slapsticky. Maybe this is the direction the movie's going to go in. I mean, it felt like it was like out of a Benny Hill skit. Um, <laughs> 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 exactly, but you know what? 
when you mentioned the whole <laughs> fact that like the, 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 the director's a porn director, it makes sense. Yeah. Because you know what? In his regular films, the orderlies would then fuck Joan. They would have fucked her <laughs> yeah. in front of him with his straight jacket and handcuffs on. That is what needed to be done yep. in the scene next. I wonder if that cut is out there somewhere. This fucking movie is missing <laughs> all the fucking fuck scenes. Well, and that's where <laughs> Gary Graber kind of fails, where Danny Steinman fucking won. Because Steinman was a porn director. Then he went on to do Friday 13 Part 5. He fucking knew what we wanted. He was like, yep, we're going to have fucking tits, and then we're going to have a kill. We're going to have some more tits, and we're going to have a kill. He's like, yeah, I worked in porn. I get this. I know what people want. Well, Gary Graber's like, yeah, I don't know. kind of want to make a funny movie. Like, you should have fucking <laughs> taken notes from Gary Steinman. Well, here's my argument on that. Well, one, this is obviously before Part 5 anyway, um, so you kind of can't, can't do it that, in that order. But Part yeah, 5 it, yeah. was, not, was not looked upon favorably at no, time of no. release. Part 5 yep. is looked back fondly now by all of us who see the comedy and the death and like the way that it was all put together. People Hated mm-hmm. Friday the 13th Part 5, which is <laughs> why did. Jason got his ass Frankenstein for Part 6. Yeah, so yeah, but still, like when you watch like, Trick or Treats and then you watch Friday the 13th Part 5, it's like, okay, clearly Danny Steinman was a porn director. He knew what we wanted, even though it took him years for this movie to, to take off as a cult classic of the Friday the 13th uh, film. Yeah, Gary Graver, yeah, he just he wanted to make a movie, but he just didn't know where to go with it because it's just all over the place. Um, because then we get Linda tripping on the stairs and then feels the solution is to take her shoes off. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I'll just take my shoes off and everything's going to be fine. And then she sees that Christopher is face down in the pool. She jumps in and pulls him out as Christopher pulls a sandlot and gets to get some kissing time while she's performing CPR. <laughs> I mean, hey, if it works for Wendy Peppercorn, it'll work on Linda. Uh, it doesn't because she's freaking out, and he's like, hey, thanks for the kissing. She's like, God damn you. Like, I'm just going to go yeah. fucking home. <laughs> I'm just going to pack it in and, and going home. It was just uncomfortable to watch because that was definitely not CPR. And it was nope. just like, um, was yeah. <laughs> but, but again, though, it's like this is where they fail because, okay, they have her jump in the pool, all white outfit, but then once it gets wet, we still don't see anything. It's like. You know, you nope. don't want to give us blood. You, you don't want to really give us any boobs. It's like, you know, what are you doing here, Gary? <laughs> give us something, <laughs> man. <laughs> so then we, we have Christopher running off after the CPR stunt, and then we just hear a random gunshot that never gets talked about because it's literally a fight. Bang! And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're back in the house, and Linda is now putting on one of Joan's nightgowns and is doing her own makeup. Malcolm calls, and again, not so chatty, and Linda hangs up on him. Christopher is still on his fucking tour of terrorizing Linda, this time using a fake knife and having a blood capsule in his mouth, and that's when we also see Malcolm is being randomly approached by a homeless guy. So he hands him some money, and then as a cop shows up, clearly seeing this male in a fucking wig in an outfit, he's like, hey, lady, uh, is this your car? Malcolm's like, no, it isn't, and then fucking runs off. And clearly a man. <laughs> Like, in a fucking nurse's uniform and a wig, nobody calls it off. How progressive, 1982. Because that's Malcolm, you know, he's just living his best life in this costume. 
Uh, so yeah, and, it's, and it's looking like to... it was filmed in your favorite part of New York, Andy, like 19, 1970s, oh, yeah. dirty 1982 ass fucking New York. New York. Trash everywhere, <laughs> fucking porn, <laughs> hookers walking around. You want a day? Like, yeah, my favorite <laughs> fucking time for New York. Um, so then we cut back and we see that Christopher's preparing his nightly snack of hard salami, cheese, and crackers. But he plays another trick on Linda and acts like his finger got cut off and Linda is getting sick of his shit as more trick-or-treaters show up, and she just tosses hands full of candy at him, just wailing the fucking candy. Get out of here. Get out of here. Like, you know, here, candy, candy, candy. Like, I'm fucking done with this fucking fat kid in my house that's causing all these tricks. But then Malcolm calls one more time and says, I'm coming home to take care of you, darling. And Linda blames the phone call on Christopher, and he's like, but I haven't even used the phone. Like, I've done everything else, but not the phone. And she's like, God damn it. You know, I'm just, I'm so fucking tired of you. Can I just play pinball in your fucking room? Because you have that fucking awesome <laughs> setup. And just hang out for a little fucking bit. Christopher, Christopher, <laughs> Christopher. I haven't, I haven't heard the fucking name Christopher used this much since watching the fucking Sopranos, okay? Sopranos? And at least when Adriana <laughs> said it all the time, it was fucking cute. You know what I mean? Because she kind of had that, like, Christopher kind of, like, hot way of fucking saying it. That, like, that sassy New Jersey fucking, like, you're, you're hot, but you're not hot. My, my cousin Vinny. Kind of, exactly, you know? But, like, again, like, it was driving me up the fucking wall hearing her say his fucking name and every stupid little prank. I was waiting for people to die. Like, I thought this was a horror movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. You yeah, thought. You're thinking it's a slasher movie, and it's really not. It's just about a kid that likes to fucking pull pranks. Um, so, yeah, Christopher, you know, Christopher has been just pulling <laughs> pranks on Linda all night. And she eventually gets a phone call from Joan, and she's like, dude, your son is a fucking insufferable piece of shit. And she's like, no, he's great. Like, he's a magician. Like, this is what he does. It's fine. She's like, no, seriously? Like, your son sucks. And, like, if I had a chance, I would fucking smother him in his sleep. And she's like, that's fun. Anyway, got to go. He's just amazing. So she eventually tells Richard okay. that, oh, he's being so great. She tells Richard without Richard being there because he's being done. in the fucking <laughs> scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No more David Carradine for the rest of this movie. <laughs> nope. He's, but all, I, he's done. He's like, I'm moving on. Yeah. He's like, I have to go jerk off in a closet and strangle myself. So. Yeah. Oh, because, you know, let's, why would we wrap up fucking storylines anywhere, you know? Why would we have any comeuppance <laughs> to any of the people we introduced in the fucking entirety of the movie? You know, at one point, I did think that the one woman in the parking lot that that guy addresses, I thought that was Stifler's mom. Like, I swear, like, I looked at I even paused Jennifer it. Jennifer cool girl in here. I'm, I'm like, I go, is that just a real, is that... Stifler's fucking mom, just really, really young. But I looked up Jennifer Coolidge, and it shows her first acting credit was in, like, 1992 or some shit. So it wasn't mm-hmm. in this movie. But, but yeah, I guess, I guess it was Andrea. I guess it was the friend that ends up showing up later. Like, it's from oh, that yeah, angle. Of the I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know if that girl ever came back again. No. Yeah, Andrea is the wife of the director, so... You know, she passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, but so, yeah, that's who she is. So, again, nepotism. The director's just like, you know what? I'm just going to put people I know in this movie. Um, but, yeah, we also get a, a gag of Christopher outside with filament wire so we can move the door knocker on the front door, furthering Linda's insanity against this fucking kid. At this point, I would just be like, you know what? I have a lighter. I'm going to burn all of your motherfucking shit if you don't stop. 
Like, I literally am just going to pile it in the front yard. And, yeah, burn this fucking shit down. So stop the shit, or otherwise you're going to lose your stuff. But, no, she's like, no, I'm just angry. So at a diner, Malcolm decides to have some coffee and steals a kitchen knife and has more trick-or-treaters, this time clearly fucking adults that are fucking wasted. Like, hey! Oh, yeah. Hey, good fucking candy! And she's like, okay. She shoved some down the girl's shirt. And this is the great thing about the movie is that while they were filming this, they had to do these trick-or-treating scenes in the middle of the night. And the fucking neighbors started to complain. They're like, can you fucking stop? Like, it's fucking the middle of the night, and I fucking hear knocking on the door and trick-or-treaters. Please fucking stop. Oh, yeah, was like, we're making a fucking movie, though. He's like, you're, no, you're not making a movie. You're making a fucking miserable fucking thing happen. Uh, so we cut to Malcolm, who spots two homeless men and threatens one of them at gun, uh, knife point, not gunpoint, but knife point, to give him his clothes. And then we see that Malcolm went all the way in with this nurse costume because he puts on a fucking bra. He's like, what, you never seen a guy in a bra before? I'm like, it's kind of fucking weird, dude. <laughs> you didn't need to fucking put the bra on, but he did to complete the outfit. But he's like, whatever, give me your clothes. So that's when we cut to a fucking random point in this movie of two women editing a horror movie. One is Andrea, a friend of Linda's who's not a fan <laughs> of horror movies and how they'll just keep coming out. So then we see a scene from the actual movie that they're editing, which is like a ginger vampire putting together a monster like Frankenstein. And it's like, yo, this is fucking great. (laughs) This is amazing. Like, we're making fucking movies. This is great. I love it. Like, we could just copy it right here. And it's like, but what the fuck is this movie? I don't know. Because we never find out what it is. We just find out that Linda calls Andrea and asks her to drop off a film from her yoga commercial. Andrea agrees and asks for the address. But we never find out what the fucking address is because we just cut away. We never find out where the fuck this house is. But again, like the ghoul said, we were wa- you know we were watching the movie they were working on, and yeah, that's the scene where there's there's some fucking should have been going on of you know all of a sudden our mad scientist vampire guy starts banging away the two hot chicks that are there in his lab assistant. But no, the two girls editing the uh, editing the film, right? Okay, again, here's another porn scene. They're editing the film. Oh no, Andrea has to go out. <laughs> well, before you go out, Andrea, guess what? Here's that girl on girl scene that everybody's been fucking raving about. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. all of these these fucking things. It's totally a fucking porn. He just forgot to kill yep. anybody or fuck anybody. That is <laughs> yeah. infuriating. And, and Andrea was to, fucking smoking hot. <laughs> she was hot. She was so yeah. Gary Graver's had a hot wife, but um, <laughs> we cut back to Linda in the house, and she's watching a TV in the kitchen because yeah, back then you could put a little TV in the kitchen and watch it. It was the eighties. It was eighty two. Uh, but it's a report about how Malcolm has escaped from the hospital, and then we cut to Nurse Reeves. She was like, "Oh, yeah, he attacked me, and then put a gag in my mouth and." Then he escaped, and you have all the fucking mental patients behind her going, yeah, yeah, that's what happened, yeah. Bert shows up, he's like, I tried to escape, and he knocked out my teeth. No, it was, no, that entire scene, though, was funny, Jim, because, no, then she, tra- she said, no, then he tried to put it in my mouth, and then the reporter was like, what? The, the gag, the gag in my mouth. You know, I've never had a man <laughs> make me feel like that before. It's <laughs> just like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And wait until you get to Twin Peaks. But um, so Malcolm eventually finds his way to the house, and he breaks in searching for Joan, while Linda is outside searching for Christopher. 
As Malcolm makes his way into the attic, Andrea arrives at the film that Linda's been asking for. She searches the house for Linda and eventually reaches the attic where she's eventually killed by Malcolm after he mistook her for Joan. So he stabs her to death, thinking that it's her. It's not. And Linda finds Christopher who tries to scare her, but fails in the process. Anyway, what's the best way to deal with a fucking annoying little meatloaf Louie Anderson kid? Wine! Wine's the answer. Thank you, Linda. Finally, you're getting it. Just fucking take a couple slugs off that wine. It's fine. You're going to feel good. You're not going to have to worry about this fucking little asshole anymore. So Brett calls Put some Linda. N- NyQuil in that motherfucker. Well, yeah, just go for it. You know, make a scissor, you know, where you put a little Jolly Rancher in there and you add some, you know, cough syrup and then you just fall asleep. Um, but Brett calls Linda and she thinks it's a prank caller. She tells him about the obscene calls and tricks. Brett recommends that she call the police, but she changes the subject and asks about the play. Well, three people showed up, so I think it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, we had a great time. And then his mustachio partner is like, let's go to the fucking bathhouse. And Brett's like, hell yeah. Like, you know, say, okay, no. <laughs> so, don't have time. So Brett hangs up with her. What? Linda's super what casually to... calls the police. And... Yeah. And yet no one's, trying to figure out, no one's trying to figure out why the fuck people are going to go see Othello on Halloween. Nope. (laughs) But I love how Linda calls the police and she's super fucking cash about it. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. But Linda calling the police and she's super fucking cash about it. She's like, hey, so anyway, uh, how are you guys? Okay, cool. Anyway, things have been happening. Like, I've been getting calls and they're super weird. And the police are like, well, you know, just keep an eye on it and we'll figure it out. And she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to go hang up and deal with those shenanigans Christopher's doing. Uh, and then we see Christopher in his fucking room going for some really fucking good horror movie soundtracks. And he's got Maniac. He's yes. got the Howling. Like, dude, okay, yeah, <laughs> cool. All right, you're annoying, but you got a good fucking collection. And he decides to put on a Scary Sounds record, puts it on the portable record player, and Linda doesn't care anymore because she has all that wine, and that makes everything better. Two more trick-or-treaters show <laughs> up, and it's like the most improvised fucking line because they don't know what to say. They're like, Oh, hey, trick or treat. Um, yeah, is is Christopher home? Yeah, no, he's upset. Oh, yeah, he's 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 uh, yeah, he's he's weird. And she's like, okay, anything else? <laughs> no. I'm like, yeah, such a weird, fucking improvised yeah. line. Like, thank fucking god. He she goes upstairs to see that he's asleep in bed, and she's like, fucking finally, let's fucking get passed out. We're good. So Malcolm eventually finds Linda and attacks her, thinking that it's Joan. Linda's chased through the house and then outside where she hides in the shed. Malcolm makes his way okay. into the shed and discovers that his belongings are there. Go ahead, monkey. But uh, before that, don't we have, like, the red herring, though, where uh, Malcolm comes out of his, the kid's closet with the bloody knife, though? So we think that he's the one that actually cut the kid? No, no, he, he has the bloody knife because he killed uh, uh, Andrea. And he wipes it off. Like, he wipes the blood off of his uh, of the blade. And he looks at Christopher sleeping. Before yeah, he goes but, downstairs to, to get but it. He yeah. Wipes, oh, yep. he, yeah, but he wipes the knife off after he kills her and then comes out of the closet again with another bloody knife. Mm-mm. And then no. I thought that was supposed to be like a red herring that he had actually killed Christopher, which I was hoping was no, the case. No. But... No, he, <laughs> 
he goes into Christopher's room with that bloody blade, and he looks at Christopher sleeping. Yeah. And like, we got fucking saying Christopher. I hate fucking saying this kid's name. Yeah, but and the kid's got fucking blood on his ears and all that stupid shit, too, you know? It's like yeah, and he, The kid all of a sudden turns out to be like fucking Mr. Bean in Rat Race, you know? He's narcoleptic <laughs> all of a sudden. He, he yeah. Malcolm, uh, when he enters the room, he still has a bloody blade. And when he sees Christopher sleeping, he wipes the blood off the blade before leaving to go confront Linda, who he thinks is Joan. So, no, like, there was at no point where I'm like, he attacked Christopher. Like, but at the same time, like, they don't, it's like, is he the kid's father? Like, you know, they never really explain it. Yeah. Richard could be the kid's father because he's so fucking yeah. into magic. You yeah. know, I mean, it's, it's only four years, though. So it's like, yeah, no, he's yeah, so too old. To unless she been, I mean, she could have been fucking Richard Pryor, but I mean, well, not yeah. not the oh, Richard. Oh, wait, Pryor. wait, Richard Pryor? She could have <laughs> been fucking Richard Pryor. The mouth is getting put away. Richard Pryor. And therefore, Pryor? the kid could could be yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Um, so, so perhaps the kid could, could be his at, at that point, but um, is that the kid uh, from the yeah, toy? No. But you know what? Guess what? This movie decides that we don't need to know any of this fucking information because that would require writing and and a plot, and there is none at all. Things just happen. Malcolm's just mad. No. He's just... I do love all the nuts in the nut house. I I love the news fucking... Okay, when the news... Oh yeah, people are there, Her? yeah, and the fucking nuts are all over the place, and they're just all saying random shit. The one dude's like getting right up <laughs> yeah. in front of the camera. That had me fucking dying. I was actually like legitimately laughing. <laughs> and then you had the one patient earlier who was just foaming at the mouth, and he's like leaning on the mirror. So you see his mm-hmm. his face being split by the mirror, and he's like blah blah blah, and she's like, oh that guy. <laughs> no, he's foaming at the mouth. That's not cool. Like, you know, like, what's wrong with him? But, um, so, yeah, Malcolm is chasing her through the shed and realizes all his shit's still there. So he's like, oh, man, like, this is fucking cool. Like, all my shit's here. <laughs> this is fun. Like, you know, I mean, I, she saved all my stuff. Um, so Linda eventually makes her way back into the house, and she runs into Christopher's room, locking the door. And she's like, hey, can you make this guillotine, like, actually work? Like, can you make it, like, so that it could kill somebody? And Christopher was like, hey, probably. Like, well, you want to play? Like, you want to have a game? Like, this is awesome. So he puts on his fucking amazing uh, mask, you know, the, the executioner mask, where it was like, I was like, that's an actual oh. good mask. Like, that like <laughs> actually is cool. Like, I don't know where he found it from, but he has the executioner's mask, and she turns that blade into a real blade so you could put somebody into it and kill them. I was like, that's fun. <laughs> that we're doing. Yeah. Turn it into a real boy. In. You know, we could have head off. So Linda has a door to his room blocked, but she doesn't realize that there's another entrance around the other side. Like, yeah, you could easily just walk around, <laughs> just walk into Christopher's bedroom and kill you both. Hey. So just hey. Like, oh, shit, that sucks. <laughs> So, yeah, Linda being unaware of that, we have Malcolm running into the room, and then he just kind of trip falls into the guillotine, and yeah. um, Christopher lowers he the blade, his head. and he's like, <laughs> right into the fucking hole. his head right the into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And it doesn't cut his head off. It just kind of saws into the back of his neck, and he's like, oh, no, I'm dead. Like, that's it? He'd be paralyzed. Ah. <laughs> but we already covered that, you know, with monkey shine. So, <laughs> we're all about the paraplegic things. Which I know it's not so, quadriplegic. Quadriplegic. <laughs> he learned it. Quadriplegic. So anyway, so Malcolm is apparently dead. And with this being said, Linda goes back downstairs to call the police and say, you know, there's a dead body. And that you're going to have I love the fact that she says, I have to report a death. <laughs> and she goes, police. Hello, police. I have to report a death. And they're like, oh, okay, sure. Uh, where at? <laughs> She's like, well, I can give her the address, but we have to cut away real quick because we don't want to tell you where the address is. <laughs> that would be great. And she's like, I'm at, and then all of a sudden they cut to something else. Like the fucking routine that they're doing in Vegas. <laughs> Richard and Joan. It's like, oh, wow, we never really find out where the house is. Is that the gag? No, but that... Is that really the gag that they're going for? Like, come on. (laughs) But but then you end with the freeze frame. (laughs) Well, yes, because we see that uh, Christopher takes Malcolm's blade, you know, the knife that he's been using the entire time. And as Linda makes that phone call to report his death, we see Christopher pop up from behind her with that blade, and then we get the weird slow motion of him raising that blade and possibly killing Linda. It's like, ah, we okay. don't know. All right. <laughs> I get it. Listen, I get it. You know, like, okay, here's, here's my argument on this, right? Mm-hmm. This kid actually has a legitimate chance to murder somebody and completely yeah. get yep. away with it. You know, because for all intents mm-hmm. and purposes, Malcolm did it. You know, so being that he can get away with it, why not give it a shot? He's a little homicidal fucking maniac anyway. It'll be his greatest trick. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is amazing. But, you know, yeah. but yeah. It's just the fact that she called the police already. That's the problem. Is that she's like, yeah, hello, police. I'd like to report a death. And then she gets killed. The only person left is Christopher. So it's like, yeah, you're going to jail, motherfucker. And he's like, I don't mind. I'm going to make, make some new friends. <laughs> yeah. It's just, or, okay. or, like, or like the ghoul. Like the ghoul was saying, he does voices. So he could simply you know, do one of his weird voices and say, that was me that called. Uh, possibly, you know. Um, I I love the fact that at one point he was in the mirror with that uh, black shirt halfway unbuttoned down his chest and he's combing his hair. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Tom Jones? Like, you're not going to have a chance with the window. Not <laughs> unusual to be loved by anyone. Because it's like, I, you know, me, like be, being that age and as horny as I fucking was, like I would have been trying to scare her all night long. I would have been trying to hook up with that shit. I would have been like all over that shit all night long. No chance in hell. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would have been all over that fucking shit. Especially once you changed that been... nightgown. Damn. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why are you in my mom's nightgown, yo? Like, you know, like in, in today's society, that's, yeah. that's one of these fucking taboo movies that I like, you know? Um, but you know, yeah. you know what? I absolutely, I absolutely was one of those 
one of those dudes that was trying to fucking get with the babysitters, you know, like inappropriately fucking either hinting at shows, it, you know, get, get, catching a fucking a feel when I could. Not that bad. That, that, yeah, that wasn't my babysitter, though, man. I'm talking about back when <laughs> I fucking, like, played the chicks were at the house. To, like, like, when my sisters were real young and, like, I was not, I was old, a little bit older than needing a babysitter, but, like, you know, still young enough not- where it would not be you were like 17. weird for me to have one. Yeah, you know, I was like 19 at the time. I don't know. I think I was like 10 or 11, somewhere in that ballpark. But, like, I even remember at one point, like, because the babysitters were these, uh, my, my, my friend's sisters, but like these, these girls from down mm. the road. And, like, you know, the, the the kids would all be sleeping or whatever it is. So, like, I'd end up being like, oh, hey, you guys want to see a movie that I found? And put on one of my stepdad's porns, you know? And, like, they would be like, oh. And then they'd watch it. You know what I mean? So, like, I'd be like, oh, cool. I'm getting a fucking, I'm getting a video and watch porn with, like, a bunch of, like, 16- and 17-year-old fucking chicks, you know? And, like, I remember the one time, like, he would try to, like, squeeze Bounce. a little wow. boob action on the one. And she slapped the shit out of me, man. So, uh, I never went for that move again. But no, I, I played careful. it off, too. Like I, like, I played it exactly like this. Because at the end of the one movie, the movie's called Bad Girls. The guy's sitting there, and he's got a chick on his left. He's got a chick on his right. And he's sitting on a, on a boat in, like, a, a canoe or whatever. And, like, he, he goes to the left. <laughs> But the left girl kind of like squeezes her boob, goes to the right girl, kind of squeezes her boob, and then he does that like that shrugging why not smirk to the camera, you know. So like I kind of like did it where I was like, oh look, this is what the guy did, you know. And like I go to the left and there was nobody there, but then I go to the right and like squeeze her tit, and then did the like why not? And she was like, whap, don't you touch my tit? Like like oh my bad. <laughs> I was just doing what they did in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Trick or Treats from 1982, directed by Gary Graver. Uh, so we're continuing the spooky season. Unfortunately, the Dean will not be able to join us next week, so I, we had to pull up a pick from myself. I was saving for the last week of October, uh, but we're still going to talk about it because it takes place in around Halloween it's a family-friendly kind of affair, so I'm kind of going after the monkey on this one. So we're going to talk about 1988's Lady in White, uh, directed by Frank Lelogia. It's a ghost story. It takes place in the 50s. It's a, a family-friendly affair. So bring the kids, you know, when you watch Lady in White. It's a movie that scared me as a kid, um, but one that I'm excited to talk about on the show especially for spooky season. So we'll be talking about that next week. Lady in White, it's on Shutter and wherever else streaming services you have. So let's get into it. Okay, go with sleep. Sweet, looking spooky forward season. to this. I've heard a lot about this, but this is my first time viewing it. So very, very much looking forward to this pick. Uh, like I said, it was a movie that fucking scared me as, uh, to shit as a kid, and I love it. So I can't wait to talk about it with, with my old eyes Lady in White. watching this movie once again. Yes, Lady in White, Old 1988. Old Eyes. That's by Frank Lowe. Young Eyes. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be the name of my story. it still works. I, I, um, honestly, I just said, yeah. I can't wait to see if it still works. Because I remember as a kid, this fucking movie terrified me. Uh, watching it as a kid on HBO, because it was on heavy rotation. Um, and it fucking what, just what scared me What is it available on now, do, do we know? I'm sorry if I Shut missed up. that part. I was... 
being distracted. Okay, Shutter. Yes. So yeah, Shutter or you know, I'm sure it's available on YouTube, but I know it's available on Shutter. That's where I found it. And I was like, oh shit, Lady Waits on there. Okay. All right, I have a pick. So we are going to continue the tricks and treats and spooky season that we have now for Halloween with Lady in Wait next week. So go ahead and sign yourself off, Monic Dean. We'll see you back here for the last week of Halloween. Uh, yes, uh, you will see me back here for the last week uh, of Halloween. I'll be looking forward to uh, seeing what uh, film we'll be watching, and I'll be uh, looking forward into checking in with you all about uh, Halloween ends. Uh, I will ask that you yes. please keep that off of the group chat. Uh, I will oh, not yes. be seeing it yep. until Friday yep. afternoon. So uh, once I see it, wherever, wherever the chat is Wherever the chat is oh, taking sure. place, I'd like to join after I see it on Friday. And uh, if you do look at our group chat, I just I just shared the film that the ghoul was just talking about a few minutes ago. Oh, or information I about it. that. Bad girls. <laughs> so yeah, now we'll oh. we'll have to do a group chat after you yes. see it, and uh, and the ghoul and I will do a, a separate messenger, you know, text uh, talk about it. And then, and then yes, then we'll invite you into it after you see it. So this will be a private chat with just me, the king, and the dean. Monkey's not invited, man. (laughs) How do you like that? Well, do we know that the monkey's not seen it? I I have Peacock. I pay for Peacock. God damn it. He plays with his cock all the time. He does play on the Yeah, goddamn right. I got you. Nobody else the conversation. So that's, I think, you know what, that's what we'll do for next week's show because we have She-Hulk to talk about because the finale is tomorrow. We have Halloween Ends to ah. talk about. So we'll do that. So, Monkey, try to fit in Halloween Ends between now and next okay. Wednesday. I'm sure you can find uh, a way to do it. Yep, you know, I can do it. We've got a weekend coming up, you know, two-hour movie. You could do it. So we'll talk about Halloween Ends, and then, you know, we'll bring in the, the Bean uh, yeah. On that conversation. I go, so I anyway, ticket is monkey. in in hand. I go four fifteen on Friday. I can't wait. I can't wait either. I'm going to see it at five o'clock sharp tomorrow, and then the ghoul is going to see it at nine o'clock. So when I'm leaving the theater, you know, the ghoul is going to be going in to check out Halloween Ends. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're all gonna have a discussion about it, you know, in, in our separate chats. But all right, monkey, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? All right, thanks for listening, Boils and Ghouls, and letting me come in your ear. Good night, everybody. Mwah. And watch out for Richard Pryor. Mwah. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> watch out for him. He loves his cocaine. All right. And Ghoul, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? Just like Pedro Guerrero. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, just, just do yourselves a favor. Uh, <laughs> don't watch Trick or Treats. Um, and, uh, hmm. yeah. Stay scared because you know what? That's 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 the better way to go. Just just stay scared out there. Find something better to, to, yeah. to watch and enjoy. Oh, yeah. And there's I, plenty of, I'll see you on I'll, I'll see you all on the other side of Halloween ends tomorrow. I I can't wait. We're gonna do it, Ghoul. We're both gonna see each other at the end. Uh like I said, five o'clock for me, nine o'clock for you. We're gonna meet at the end and discuss what happened and if we liked it or not. Hopefully it's better than Halloween kills. So, fingers crossed. I have my theories, like I had said to the, the monkey. I'm just hoping it doesn't come true. I'm hoping my theories are not valid, and it just becomes yeah. a good movie to watch. Um, but People other than that, I'm an old pal. 
Well, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I have my theories, uh, so we'll see if that's true. But anyway, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. We're going to see you back here next week as Spooky Season continues with my film pick of the week for Halloween, Lady in Wait from 1988. Keep America strong. Watch horror movies. Hail Odorous. Hail Satan. And most importantly, guys, hail yourselves. And we'll see you back here next week. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.